For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In a world where Carolina Panthers fans have an insatiable thirst for Panthers news and opinions, only one podcast roars ferociously. It's the C3 Panthers Podcast. Oh, yeah. What's up, Panther fans? It's your boy, the professor, a.k.a. Tony Dunn. It's the C3 Panthers Podcast. It's Tuesday night. It's 9 p.m. Where every week... We meet together as fans to converse about the latest Panthers news and opinions. Sadly, those news, that news is been thin. And until the COVID crisis breaks, the news of sports and the sports media talk that you will hear will be thin. But we're going to do our best tonight to entertain you with, I guess, some discussion about kids and Curtis Samuel and the future of the Carolina Panthers. And I do it with my homeboys each and every week. We got Cody Lashney in the house. I have, let me make sure I've turned on your mic. The mic is on, homie. Let your voice be heard. I will let my voice be heard. And you know what, Tony? ESPN, Fox for months, they were having to do what we're doing right here. And they still weren't as good as us, man. And Amen. you know what? Dude, this is the best Panther show on YouTube. I don't give a damn what anyone else says. And we have because we lit, on it. <laughs> we have the most lit Panther fans in our YouTube chat. Richard's Outdoor World, Jeremy Clancy, Underground West, my brother Pigskin, Pete, Codizel Allen is joining us next. Tony Dunn, but everyone's here. And nothing to it but to do it, brother. Let's roll. We see y'all, folks. We see you. And now see us by smashing that thumbs up button. Come on, folks. You're watching the show. Smash the thumbs up button. Help us grow as a podcast in the time of no growth. Imagine the world of sports podcasts being like a plant right now. And we are in a drought. We're like the drought of the Dust Bowl in the 1930s. So give us a little fertilization with a damn thumbs up, a share, a subscribe, and check out our homeboys, too, who are doing work on the internets. And one of those is my man CK, the streaming voice nightmare of the internet. Well, um, I'm just happy to be here at this point in time. I've, uh, I've been uh, getting some streaming done. Um, no, I'm, just, uh, I'm just messing with you guys. Uh, <laughs> so I, I've uh, just... Uh, having fun doing this streaming thing and enjoying it and uh and then we just get raked over the coals with some 
some goat stuff that Cody has to talk about. Oh, um, gosh. Uh, Cody so, is yeah. like, he's the goat of the show when it comes to social media. Dude, Twitter hates my ass, bro. Have you been reading my mentions? Or they People love you. Like me, man. People no wonder. Like me, man. You want to know why Cody doesn't respond to us when we mention him? Because he got 7,000 <laughs> mentions. And he's right. like, oh, I thought I saw Tony's name in there. But instead, I'm going to argue with this other douchebag. Cody, Cody, Cody knows what it's like to be a celebrity now and mm. not be able to like respond to anything except for that, you know, just like, you know, that one. You're tweet, the Jeff Schwartz. What any tweet with a celebrity sounds like has to deal with. Are, are you now Jeff Schwartz? <clears throat> dude, I don't know who Jeff Schwartz is. Isn't, isn't that the dude say? that was the he was he's a former offensive lineman for the Carolina Panthers. I think that's his name. His brother yeah, 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 plays yeah, yeah. line for the, but he always he only talks to you if you argue with him. Like if you have if you try to say something like legitimate, you never respond. But if you be like you are the you got the littlest dick I've ever seen in my life, he'll be like, <laughs> "What? I will show you my <laughs> penis." Uh, I'll have to try that next time. All right. Uh, but yeah, man, I just put out a well-timed tweet. Um, right when uh, that whole thing was trending, and dude, my mentions were in shambles. But I, I, listen, we'll I'm get also into not it. absolving. I'm not. I'm not absolving myself of any of the blame too, because I'm an asshole on Twitter, and I admit <laughs> it. And yeah. I have no problem saying that. A little no opportunism, problem. right? A little opportunism I have, there. I have no problem telling stupid people exactly how stupid they are, dude. And I have fun doing it. So. Follow me on Twitter at Cody Lax, C-O-D-Y-L-A-C. We've also got Greg, the Bat Daddy, the master of podcasts, the master of building buildings. <laughs> Every time I turn on my social media, Greg, you're releasing a podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm doing about <laughs> – actually, I said I looked at it, I'm doing five this week in a row. So every, every week this week. Uh, but you know what? This one right here is always at the top is most fun. It's uh, – Fan interaction, hanging out with you guys. I don't know what I would do if sports are going on right now. And this is the only kind of sports. Right. I this is the only reason you can do yeah. five podcasts, right? right? Is that mm-hmm. when sports comes about, you're, you'll be, I we expect you to be somewhat intermittent, but just because you have to live and work. But well, how are you even going to watch the fucking games, right? I reserve Sundays for no podcasting for that reason. Well, wrong because now we do a post game show. <laughs> well, you could just you could just call into it. You could just call it. That's just emotional reaction at that point in time. Yeah, that's that's all that is. That's that's a, a therapy session. That's not podcasting, right? right. <laughs> You're listening to the C3 Panthers podcast. You can find us on YouTube. Just Google the longest running Panthers podcast or the C3 Panthers podcast. Go ahead and subscribe. Smash the thumbs up button. We're on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, all the major podcasting networks. And uh, on Twitter, at cat underscore chronicles. Shoot us an email, carolinacatchronicles at gmail.com. And the phone number to call into the show is 252-228-5098. That's 252-228-5098. Guys, the show tonight is Cam has a lot of kids. And Curtis Samuel isn't a bust. Um, there's really the, you know, we have Father's Day this past week. And I saw a great, you know, you got to love the social media warriors who have always been loyal to Cam Newton and the Panthers. 
and they're going to get upset too. And I saw, I think it was Carolina Abbey who said, I'm upset with these uh, articles coming out on various, you know, 247 or whatever, pick it. I don't know. There's a thousand different sites to read articles, right? But it was like, they put out an article about how many kids Cam had with two women, stepkids. He's totaling up of seven kids right now. So the post-Father's Day read is Cam has a lot of kids. I I find this to be the most irrelevant conversation ever because if anybody can have a lot of kids, I would assume it's a multimillionaire. We were, right. <laughs> we were talking. Wait, generally, don't we get on people for being too selfish to not have kids? I mean, I want to say, I mean, can we talk about the fact that Philip Rivers has a, a like? Oh big, yeah, he had, he's like, like an omelet. Philip yeah. Rivers is like he's got eight. Baker. He has like twenty kids. Mm-hmm. He's and Catholic. I'm Catholic, and part of the Catholic doctrine is to not use contraceptives. Catholics actually don't say have a lot of babies. They just say don't use contraceptives, which usually equates to a lot of babies. Right? So, in that one hand, so, like, that's my point, is who cares if you got a lot of kids, if you got a lot of money? The problem is... take care of them, exactly. Yeah, the problem is generally us who have a lot of kids and don't have a lot of money, i.e. me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're right, man. This is such a pointless story. It's almost like trying to draw at straws for something to complain about. Oh, for no reason, for no reason at all. Like, yeah. what, what's the point? What What is the end game to, to saying that or to making that statement? Like, what Does he expect to turn people around? Cam Newton not being signed reportedly because he has five children. Right. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of concerns with uh, GMs about the potential familiar ramifications of signing Cam Newton. Like what the? Like their health insurance plan is going to go up. <laughs> it's yeah. it's so stupid. All right, let's talk about something cooler. It's a which symptom is symptom of our society, though, man. If it's if it's dumb and stupid. And seems important, it, they run with it, man. That's mm-hmm. a problem. Mm-hmm. It is, and you know, I, and there's a lot going. There's a lot of outcry. There's a lot of in our. We're we're restless at the moment as a society, and I want us. I want to promote activism. I want to promote energy, advocacy, all those things. But when you see that just come into like kind of smear campaigns is a little problematic, you know, and like, so for instance, you can look at this one just being with an individual in sports. I saw that the, some, like the Grant statue had been vandalized and I'm 100% again, uh, for tearing down Confederate monuments because I think it's a weird, bizarre component of our society where the loser somehow came out the victor but Grant is the dude who smashed those mugs, right? So is this, is like, let's have that energy and advocacy, but let's channel it into places that we can really make a difference, like Twitter, where yeah. Cody made a difference. Dude, I'm making a difference, man. You can't tell me otherwise. Tell us what happened. Want, yeah. Set, yeah. The sto- set the stage. What was, because I have a big problem with the, 
tweet that the Panthers put out. Oh, and, yeah, and we're going to talk about this because mm-hmm. I think it's important to talk about the actual tweet itself. But tell us, Cody, how have you become so famous? One, uh, I'm not famous. I'm only famous when I say stupid shit. You're about infamous. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, that's even better, dude. I'm infamous. <laughs> um, but, okay, so um, it, on June 17th, so I believe this was last Wednesday, uh, the Panthers go on Twitter, and if you follow Twitter at all, there's this trend of choosing, you know, between three options, and you either comment, retweet, or like the tweet to show what you pick. So the Panthers are jumping in on this trend, and they go, "Choose your goat." Now this is from the official and Panthers goats. They did. They did. They put up the goat symbol too. But this is important, too. It, even the wording right here, because well, we'll, we'll, we'll get into it. But it says, choose your goat. That's it. Nothing else. No specifications. Julius Peppers. He's great. Steve Smith Sr. Great. And Luke Kinkley. Great. Now, none of us are arguing that those dudes are not incredible and Panther Hall of Famers, okay? And probably future Hall of Famers all themselves, right? Mm-hmm. But... The only answer to this question is the only player to ever win an MVP and single-handedly bring a putrid offense to a Super Bowl, man. It's Cam Newton. It's absolutely 100% Cam Newton. A lot of people felt this way. I felt this way. Uh, and then, uh, you know, this is a, has been a, a, a contentious topic in, in a way that was surprising because everyone's like, Oh, well, Julius Peppers and Steve Smith and Luke, they're all retired. Cam's not retired. Right. But Right. And, and okay. Not, we get I, All right. Those are all good things. But did right. the tweet did not say any of that? No. It, the, it didn't the, say greatest. The, the, it didn't even say greatest career. You know, and there's well, an I, argument I, sure. that Pep, because I wrote Pep, my comment yeah, well, I, have to say, I think that th- these people who are commenting differently and trying to give you the reason of, well, th- these three are tired. It's not it's not necessarily saying that that's a stipulation that it had to be for the for, for the choice. It's what why maybe it's just a preference into why they would choose that, because honestly, I'm not going to lie. I, I, I picked Julius Peppers out of that group too. include Cam Newton in that group for sure. But I mean, they may just be given reason why they feel that way. And I guess it's a justifiable reason if you feel like that should be a parameter. But. As, I, I agree with you. I don't think Cam Newton should have been off that list by any yeah, means. Yeah, that's the part that's you know? frustrating. But I'll also say this. There is no way in hell they're going to actually be able to put him up oh, yeah. on any social media right, right now. Right, they Imagine cannot. if this. Imagine, CK, if they would have put him as an option, as the GOAT. Cam Newton would have lit into them. And yeah. no, what would have been the first comment if um, – Well, you cut him. If he was the goat, why'd you let him go? Yeah. Right. I was gonna yeah. say, imagine if he would have won the like the voting. And how, how the he, would have. he would have. He would have. The guy we would feel Maybe. Like Teddy feel. Like let's also think about that. Teddy was picked over top of him. Does Teddy actually then have the ability to say, "Well, then I'm the greatest"? I'm did you better than Julius Peppers. But did you see how you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't? Because yeah, now this is an even bigger deal because the fact that they put this out. And, like, why, why even make this the discussion? Listen, the, the fact of the matter is this. If you agree or disagree, that's fine. You cannot have a conversation about who the greatest Carolina Panther of all time is 
without Cameron Jarrell Newton. And Cam the fact that this is so... No ifs, ands, so, or buts. No ifs, ands, or buts. The fact that this is so fresh on our mind, the fact that it's still... I mean, we're still getting used to having to see the videos of him training so the, uh, that some other football team will pick him up. Like The fact that Cam Newton isn't a Panther is still very weird to me. Yeah. You know, and, and I think it is to a lot of other people that, too. And, mm-hmm. and it just feels like there is this um, this underlying attempt to try and erase Cam Newton from this franchise in spite of what he has done for us the past nine years in a row. Let's address re- let, let's address this comment in the chat room. Panthers guide FSU twenty three. I didn't feel this way because I'm not a drama king or queen. The players mentioned were retired. And they don't need to be mentioned. Uh, oh, oh got to be retired, he says. And then he went on and said, for all y'all people that want to be critical about every single word, I guess they need 100% specific for your feelings. Here's where I disagree with this. Um, Panthers got FSU 23. Cody's right. Is that you're damned, you, you're damned if you do. You're damned if you don't in this conversation. And what that really means is this is lazy ass fucking social media by the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, it's lazy. This is a lazy thing. It's like what's trending today. Let's get in on this, and, and let's go ahead and note this, Cody. Is that this? You said this is something that's going down on the internet where you can like, retweet, or comment. We also had this for the last four years in like or retweet. The new thing is the comment, right? It's like, so we we used to only get two options, and then everybody would respond to the fucking tweet. Now they do this. I was talking to one buddy. He said this would have been better served on Facebook with all those emojis where you could have put 30 players up there. Um. But the point is, is for me, this is lazy. Is that I don't think we're being sensitive, Panthers. Got FSU twenty three, and I do understand what you're saying. Is like my first instinct was like, why isn't Cam up here? You know, I had three choices. I put Pep. But when you're thinking about the context of the tweet, like Cody said, in the temporal aspect of it, that this is so fresh. Overall, I'm calling out Panthers Media, which a lot of people believe is one of the top media groups for professional sports, as this was lazy, retread, easy shit, and it backfired for being a bitch. And they they have been one of the best Twitter followers in all the NFL, and they do post funny shit from time to time that, you know, the nail on the head. But yeah, man, this was so, uh, it was 100% avoidable. And you can't get mad at people like me getting mad that Cam Newton's not a part of that list. Like, that's what Tony is saying. If it, it was on them to either put out a different kind of tweet, that wouldn't have given them that kind of backlash. But They shouldn't have even that. got in on this stupid three option shit. Yeah, at this point, we're they at, have, but they could have done a different type of, they could have said, Who's the greatest team. defensive back, maybe? Yeah, We're talking or, about or a team that has sucked for two years. Yeah. Why, why are we talking about goats right now? Well, I just want to ask the mm. FSU God 23. Is he kind of implying that we're – that by us not understanding that it meant retired players, that we were supposed to assume that it meant retired players? 
I think kind of he's saying that you just got to go with it. And I, I mean, yeah, I get what, what he's saying. It's like, let's hard. not get all upset about a tweet. Like, just go with it. You got three options. You pick it. Okay, yeah. I get that. Cody, I, I understand that. Okay. I think people are also blowing Cody's uh, part of things out of proportion, too. Cody is just voicing his opinion about the situation. He's not saying that that's not logical for them to, you know, that it's all retired players. But he's just saying, number one, I'm frustrated Cam's not a Panther. Number two, he is clearly the greatest of all time. And the fact that they're not going to acknowledge him at all. If you look at their Twitter feed, Cam Newton's not mentioned. And they can't mention him at this point. They just right. can't do it. And, and by the way, what how, was your how tweet, this, how Cody? About, how about this simple fix? How about who's the greatest retired Panther? Boom. And then it's done. We're not even having this conversation anymore. But the fact that they put GOAT. Coach, and listen, this is a whole argument in and of itself. But I mean, listen, I said this and I'll say it again. I'll say it on this show. I don't care if it's Julius Peppers. I don't care if it's the great Steve Smith. I don't care if it's the incredible Luke Kickley. None of them, if you total and tally their efforts, not to diminish them, but if you total and tally their efforts, they don't equal up to what Cam Newton did and how he put the Panthers on the map in a way that no other player has ever done before. That Can is undisputed. I want to comment on that. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Um, so I think, like when you said the wording is kind of important, important a little bit, is that first, let, first let's just go ahead and say this, is this these stupid conversations of goat these like it it's all lazy right when you say the goat i'm so tired yeah. of hearing the goat the goat no you know what i mean like it was cool the fact that my old ass is tired of this statement oh, should yeah. tell somebody something but you know like i'm the one that should be like oh i finally understand what that means now no i'm tired of hearing these dumb ass conversations in a way then uh, they're 10 years ago the second thing is, is that if you do want to be more precise with the wording, I think Cody's right 100%, unless you said something to the effect of greatest career as a, 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 a period, right? right? Because like then there's an argument. You could say, all right, is that Julius Peppers is one of the greatest defensive ends in the history of football, but he's played for two yep. other teams. You know, so is he the great... Then we can get into these nuances. Is he the greatest Panther? And that's why I put Pep, is that I don't think he's the great... I would actually say if we were only talking about their career only out of those three people, I think it's Steve Smith, honestly. And um, while Pep's career was great in Carolina, it was only half of his career. And Luke, we would say, was phenomenal, but his career was... So much short, short, shorter compared yeah. to those people. So then you get into this crap about whether, like, then we can have a real com a, a sort of conversation. But I think you're right when you just talk about what one individual player has done for the team in their tenure. I think Cam blows it out of the water, and I and this is all just lazy, lazy, lazy yeah. because and, and it also shows you how thin we are with discussions. I'm very disappointed in the Panthers media for not realizing that they should have just bowed out of this discussion at this moment. 
They should have never put this tweet up. Like, they should have gone a different way. Is I know it's trending and all this shit on Twitter or whatever, but you should have been aware enough to say, nah, come on. Like, that's why they need to hire us, guys. That is why they need no. fans. We would have been yeah. like, what? I mean, all right, we get it, folks. I turned on Twitter. Everybody's doing this. But do you not realize we just cut the all-time favorite player of everybody? <laughs> well, and he's and not on I, the fucking picture? Fuck you. Can I say that? that, that, that what was your exact words, the, by the way? Yeah, I, I, and then I'll let Graham down yeah. to say everything in the mouth. <laughs> I, I, my original tweet was, I hate how the Panthers fucking refuse to even acknowledge Cam Newton's existence anymore. Honestly, fuck you. I was in my emotions. I was in my emotions. I was hurt. I love it. I felt it. And I let the rage out, man, to almost 2,000 likes. How many? What were the stats of the tweet? Because this is the Uh, greatest tweet in the history of the C3 Panthers podcast. So when you click view tweet activity, (laughs) the total total number of impressions was... 363,402 total impressions. You're fucking boss, bro. Nice. Dude, and this this on an accident on a Wednesday afternoon, man. (laughs) We're not even trying to get that much attention. But that's how, damn, man, dude, it's not about likes and shit. That's how I felt, man. And the fact that it was liked that many times lets me know that I'm not alone. People are like, yeah, you're not going to erase Cam Newton and everything that he's done for this football team. Yeah. Well, can I say, though, with the thing we're talking about with Cam Newton, and, and now I, I don't disagree with you about how great he is, and, and you know, you're know you definitely not wrong for feeling like he's the best, but it's it's kind of a naked stat because it's much it's not a fair competition, really. Like It depends on what you're looking at as far as best. Are you looking at longevity? Are you looking at um, where they finished all time in their position? Because if you're just looking at the most they did for their team, like you're saying, uh, Cam Newton had the ball in his hands every play. It's it's easy to right. do more for the team when you have the ball in your hands every play, and and I'm right. like I said I'm not I'm not telling you you're wrong, but I always try to I always try to look at everything from every side, and that's not really a fair comparison to to put somebody that gets an that's why it's every, lazy every, every Greg. single play that's well, why it's yeah, but lazy that's why, that, that's why, but hey life isn't fair though if if you're gonna have the, your hands touch the ball on every play then yeah by de facto that means you're more important than a defensive end a wide receiver. And a middle linebacker. Now, what if they would have put Jordan Gross up there? But what if they would have put Jordan Gross? Well, we have been like this. Imagine this. Imagine if they would have put Jordan Gross instead of Luke Keekley. What would y'all have said? I mean, there was a Why not? Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it, it you would be like, I mean, it would be like, it, it's, it's the same. It's a similar outcry, but it's not the same because Cam Newton is fresh. And he right. is, mm-hmm. and the other thing, and I do, and go ahead, Greg. I want you to think about this, but as you continue your comment, is you know it is about all these, and that's why I say it's lazy. But imagine if Bo Jackson would have been a Panther. You know, he might have had a limited career, but we might have mm-hmm. said he's the greatest. Like we right. saw it, but continue. Mm-hmm. Sorry, well, well thanks. Well, good. Well, I was gonna say I think uh, Cody, uh, Mike V, Mike Villa here in uh, in chat. Has uh, has said what I think that I what I appreciate most about Cody, you know, in in this whole interaction, is he said Cody went through the fire of trolls on Twitter and still stuck by his word. Mm-hmm. I have so much respect for the dude. 
Um, you know, so so shout out, Mark. I, yeah, I think Cody is. Uh, you know, yeah, you're gonna have people that honestly, if I'm being quite honest, the people that didn't that wanted to sit there and argue and have a conversation that was based on you know name calling and stuff like that are the people that just never liked Cam Newton from the get go. Period. Like just didn't. right. So there was no, they weren't going to like Cody either way. But what Cody has done is he has kind of, honestly, I think he brought more attention on C3, you know, <laughs> you know kind of getting people involved with that conversation. Because I think yeah. more people He was like battling, him. bro. He, I checked yeah. my DMs. I checked my DMs and I know he didn't see, he sent us a, he was saying yeah. like, he said something just like, man, this tweet went somewhere. And I yeah. opened it up. <laughs> I opened the shit up. And mugs were talking, and 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 Cody was talking about pulling his dick out, and people were like that. And I was like, "Oh <laughs> man, <laughs> your mugs, dude, dude, dude were coming at your boy, bro. Dude, so you were going to get him, bro. Fire, bro. Get them mugs." Hey, and Mike's reading those, and I'm like, "Cody is just." destroying folks right he now. wouldn't yes, idiots, man. I, I love how mike's right you didn't back down the inch dude and good for you to stick by that conviction of like this is just stupid Panth- uh, the panthers need to take an ice up for this one they really hey. didn't take an ice up uh, go ahead greg well, I was just going to say, Joey brings up a good point in the chat room. He said, to his knowledge, there were uh, there was a segment of fans that didn't like Cam. There was never a segment of fans that really didn't like Luke. So, I mean, I'm just saying, when you look at this, it's all Who in how didn't you look like at it. Luke? Me, I want to meet that person. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. There's nobody that didn't like Luke. That's what I'm saying. For me, it just oh, okay. depends on how you I look at you. it. Like, I'm looking at it with this. I'm looking at where did you finish all time in your in your position? And how did I feel watching you as a Panther? And all four of those players we have up there are phenomenal. But I'm looking at Julius Peppers finishing with like fourth all time at his position. Steve Smith was a top ten in in receiving yards. And I mean, Cam's career is not over. Hey. It's not over, but he probably won't finish top ten in any stat. But I would really, class. but I would argue this is that in his time, just if you looked at a nine year period, right, mm-hmm. a nine year period for what he did for the Panthers, yep. what Steve Smith did in a nine year period. What Luke Keekley did in a nine-year period, what Julius Pepper did, Julius Peppers, and I love all those players. Right? Is I think Cody's right. You know, is that I mean, it's it's really hard. Like we're it's gonna be it's gonna be me who's like, well, Julius Peppers turned around a franchise that had two and four. You know, it's just somebody that loved Julius Peppers so much. Maybe Steve Smith because. Steve Smith was her first kind of star star. I don't know. It's, it's Steve Smith did have a triple, what, what do they call it, triple crown, where you get most touchdowns, most yards, most receptions. He did have, like, one of the best seasons in the history of a wide receiver. So good for him on that. And so I think if we really were going to try to argue who was the greatest Panther, it probably would be between those two. I mean, Steve Smith and Cam Newton, right? I mean, Luke Kuechly yeah. was a great Panther, but 2012 to 2019, he was very, maybe, maybe, I don't know. Are I we, mean, I think top, top uh, when three you, his position every year he played. Yeah, when you, he was, well, and, he so, was, he was. So, one, uh, to go something against what Greg said, when you said Cam might not finish top 10 all time in anything, I, I guarantee you, uh, rushing touchdowns are going to be up there. By, yeah, because he's top one right now. 
right yeah. now, but what if he doesn't play anymore? Well, he's still well, top that, one. He already beat right. Steve Young. And, he already... But we're still talking about a thirty-one, a thirty-one-year-old player. So again, yeah. his future is is left to be written. And who's to say that there isn't some other team that is going to do what we failed to do and actually build around him? I mean, mm-hmm. if he ends up in a scenario like that, good for him. Don't, I don't know if they will. Stop! But stop! And, stop! And, you know we're all worried that Cam. Yeah, that it happens, done. and then we're no. I'm actually worried that it's not gonna like. I'm. I need. I want to see Cam on a football field, bro. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I want to see. Is I believe that it could happen, Cody. But you know, we're all secretly scared that like we've seen the best of Cam Newton. Uh, I I mean maybe it's a but it's a fear though. But yes, it's, it's, it's a fear. It's a good it's way. I heard that false uh, that uh, fear is an acronym for false evidence appearing real. Okay. So yeah, there's some fear, but it, it's just we're looking at the past few seasons, you know, and saying, oh, well, he's been hurt. We have not seen the best of Cam Newton. In a he looks good time. in all those videos, don't he? Yeah, and I want to have videos, dude, you know I'm gay for Cam. You know I'll be looking at the videos. I know, like, man. Mm-hmm. He's and looked good in the warm up videos for the last couple like of years, though. Six snack. That's true. <laughs> I want to make kids you call them a thick snack. <laughs> yeah, hey, Cam's out here looking like a bowl of oatmeal, baby. My the next podcast is gonna be like I, I want to make the name of it is I want to make kids with Cam. <laughs> seven, seven more. Uh, seven Cam. It was Cam, Cam, Cam. But you, you know, I just think it was to, it's. Again, lazy, lazy, lazy. And, and by the way, like, uh, uh, and to add to your point on how it was stupid and lazy on behalf of the Panthers Twitter team, like now you're pitting parts of your fandom against each other in the worst possible time, the worst possible yeah. time to have fans be jaded. I mean, I hate we when be, we should be celebrating Luke, Smitty, Pep. Cam, like these are, are are players that have defined what it is to be a fan of the Carolina Panther. Mm-hmm. So we're not trying to tear anyone down. Me saying it's Cam Newton and then everyone else. I'm not trying to tear down Luke and Pep and Steve. I love those dudes, but the the fact that the question was so dumb, so um, done at the wrong time, it was just like almost done in bad taste, in my opinion. A lot, that's of why pe- a lot of people were pissed off. A lot of people were highlighting how uh, Steve Smith liked to punch his teammates in the face in the tavern. <laughs> you know, so is that like was he the greatest team face puncher in the world? Yes, sure, possibly. Yeah, uh, is I was I was I get so irritated, Cody, when we just retread stuff, and that's how. And I know it's popular on the internet. And, and particularly like Facebook and Twitter, but it's not innovative to me. And that's why I was so, I was off put from the beginning when people said, well, where's Cam is because it was a dumb tweet in the first place. Now let's go on to our next topic, which is, is Curtis Samuel a bust? This discussion popped off on WFNZ today when the antagonist of one of the shows preppy, said that uh, Curtis Samuel is a bust. 
And then that cued a discussion on the internet and uh, on this radio show that Curtis Samuel is the best receiver in the world. Is he the best receiver in the world or a bust is my question. That's, to you. What, that's what no 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 one has said that Curtis Samuel is the that's best. I heard he's the best conceptual receiver in the history of football. I mean, he might, he might be, dude. He might be, dude. He's been in such a bad situation that even if he was, <laughs> you wouldn't know it, bro. You wouldn't know. And, by the way, let's add this uh, fuel to the fire. Curtis Samuel, critical to Panther success, says offensive coordinator Joe Brady. And don't, yeah, wow. right. and don't you always say that these coordinators don't want to give away their game plan? So do you think that if he's saying that out loud, uh, they're going to trade his And I mean, we're always saying, well, they're not going to show their hand before the season. Why would you say he's our biggest weapon? And we use yeah. the yeah. trade to our right. offense working. He's our, hasn't been for the last three years. But we're going to really re- retool this offense when we trade Chris. Curtis. <laughs> no, 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 bro, dude. That's like saying, oh, if we have Tyreek Hill or oh, if we have Odell Beckham Jr., yeah, we're going to incorporate them as a part of our game plan. It's almost but, like, but, but no, you, you can't know? compare Curtis Samuel to Tyreek Hill or Odell Beckham Jr. That's not, he's not on that yet. level. Uh, no, not from, you can from in theoretical that. land yeah, where he had a great quarterback, quarterback and he so had. The <laughs> they have, no, dude, dude. Curtis Samuel is about to show everyone. Dude, if Bridgewater can at least be consistent, everyone's going to see how much of a threat Curtis Samuel is okay. and how underutilized he's been here in Carolina. I can't wait till Curtis I, Samuel I has 340 yards and people are going to be like, if Teddy Bridgewater could throw the uh, fucking deep ball, <laughs> Curtis right. Samuel would be the next Randy Moss. No, I want Curtis Samuel to be great, and I am obviously personally jaded because I invested a lot in him in fantasy football last year. Like, I picked him a whole round ahead of where he should have gone, and I was like, I got the diamond. To also put it into perspective, he was the MVP of training camp. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We were all hot and heavy on it, and then – Oh yeah, he was he was making some highlight plays. It was an incredible like uh, like uh, you know training camp. Like our training camp was great because we got to see everything flowing the way that it should. And then the moment which we all realized happens with every team, Cam Newton's foot got broke or hurt. Fucking football games and God, now we're foot. Oh, sorry. I want to bring up something in the chat. Shane Wells is talking about. Cam, I think he's talking about Curtis Sam. He's his best in the world when he has Kurt when Curtis. Or when has Curtis had a good quarterback throwing the ball? Well, how can you say he's the best in the world when you're 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 he hasn't put up, one put up the stats to do it, and two, it, you, you know he's worked with the quarterbacks. He said I've seen Jay, I've seen Steve Smith have one of the best years ever as a wide receiver with Jake Delone throwing the ball. I think when I, Jake, I mean, <laughs> I, I think but when Jake was, was way better than we, you know. Jake was Jake kind of three or four yeah, year moment Shane, was magic. Shane was talking about Steve Smith with that quote. Oh, uh, okay. Gotcha. And then the next I was like, I don't understand that. Okay. Gotcha. And, I'm sorry. Yeah. And, and, and I, I do believe this when it came to Steve Smith guys is that I continuously said this is that in 2008, nine, we should have traded him to the Colts. Like if he would have played with Peyton Manning, 
You know what I'm saying? Steve Smith would have been arguably the greatest receiver in his, You know, is that they would he, have had Edron James in too? Yeah, yeah, he was so dope with Carolina in a mediocre environment, and that also shows you as soon as Cam to the Cam came to the house is all of a sudden a guy that was irrelevant for three years, all of a sudden was a premier wide receiver again. So kind of. Sh- and we said, what did we say this? Didn't we say this? Uh, who was another player? We we said this. Was it like it's just a shame to see these guys languish on a great roster? You know, I mean, I'm not a, on a, on a terrible team. Yeah, exactly. Is that what would they be if they were in New England or something to this effect? That's how I felt with Steve Smith. But guys, really, Curtis Samuel. Look, look, he has. One of the cool, coolest stats is like his touches to touchdown ratio. He has to be yes. one. Of, it's like he gets a touchdown for every five touches he gets. By the way, if you go on YouTube and just look up Curtis Samuel highlights and watch the plays that he does make when they, when someone manages to get him the ball, like the dude can make a whole defensive backfield miss. Like, he has crazy, insane talent. It's not his fault that Kyle Allen was the one throwing him the football last year. It is. Go Go ahead, Greg. I say I can go on YouTube and look up any player in the NFL's highlights, and it'll be a good-looking tape. That is true. Just saying. It's all their best plays put together. I mean, any player you look at the highlights. Cody, the problem I have have with that statement is this, and it might not be a Curtis Samuel criticism. Is if he's so good, we made sure Christian McCaffrey was involved. Right? It's like Christian McCaffrey didn't have a terrible season with that team. So if 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 you guys are right about Curtis Samuel, which I think there's a good, you know, I think there's legitimacy to a lot of your points. So I, I just like being an asshole about it at this point. <laughs> but Dude. it's <laughs> it's on uh, the coaching staff as well. Yes, and by the way, this is one of our biggest complaints of Rivera, was it not? There was like two whole years where he just wouldn't use Samuel. Right. So one, yeah. and remember he had the heart issue. Then he had an issue where Ron Rivera wasn't playing him as much. Then uh, in that third year, Cam Newton's, yeah, Cam Newton's foot goes to shit. So again, it's like I'm not saying that that the guy has the numbers to be able to compare him to Tyreek Hill. What I am saying though is that I guarantee you that if Curtis Samuel had Patrick Mahomes as his quarterback, you would think a little differently about who Curtis Samuel is when you see the precision of the routes that he runs and how fast he is. He's meant to take the top off of a defense. If you're not able to utilize him that way, then he's... No, I I think that that's... I don't like that argument, Cody, because I don't think that's only what he's good at. Is that yes? Is that something that he could excel at? But he's shifty. He is a wide receiver version of Christian McCaffrey. So why can't you use him in more underneath stuff? You know, I don't. I think that the idea that this is what he does best, and that's all we. That's where I think the coaching staff failed. He's a playmaker. Right. You put the ball in his hands, yeah. and good shit happens. The chat room is on fire tonight, and obviously these cats know 
what's up when it comes to highlight videos. Shane Welch says, look up Jimmy Clausen highlights. It won't look too good. And, <laughs> yeah. I, uh, that, that's joking because he sucked in real life. Yes. But I guarantee if you type in Jimmy Clausen highlights, it'll show great plays of him. Trill One says yeah. this. Is, I think this is smart right here. He says, the way you judge a highlight video is by how long it is. That's a oh. good point. Yeah. yeah if it's a 20-minute highlight video, you're like, this mug was good. If it's a two-minute, <laughs> you're like, wait a second. I like them mugs long. And back to what you were saying there, Tony, is you're right. I mean, not Cody, I'm not disagreeing with you. I think Curtis Samuel is a good receiver, and he has the potential to be the best, but or to be very good, not to say the best, to be very, very good, a really great you player. You mean the GOAT? He has the, I guess, the – the potential to be the number one wide receiver on the team. We're very, but very good. Thing. Why, why yeah. didn't he last year then? He had the same guy thrown to him as DJ Moore, and DJ Moore finished like 12th or 13th in the DJ league Moore, in yards. Because DJ Moore is a short slant route type of receiver, and a lot of DJ Moore's yards was why we drafted him to begin with was after the catch. Well, so, and also, well, that's what you want of a receiver yeah, is yards. Well, well, also, I think right? Curtis can be a lot of that, but I think uh, CK's right. Is that that he's got the body for it? It was, it's, it was a shame. It was it was not just Kyle Allen. It was also the coaching staff. But also, oh, yeah. also remember that from an offensive perspective, certain plays are designed for specific players and on specific plays. So yeah. uh, you know that's why. You hear your number one option. Normally, your wide receiver is your number one option. We drafted DJ Moore to be that, and in our offensive system and scheme, it was designed to get him the ball. I mean, really, in my mind, see, and this is like what's weird because I think DJ and Curtis, I think Curtis is a better route runner, but mm-hmm. I think DJ is a lot more physical. But honestly, yeah. they're very comparable yeah. because, I mean, they're going to do a lot of the same things. You just have to utilize that talent. But, I mean, I think that DJ Moore had inflated numbers like hell because they were getting him the ball so much. Like, they were essentially force-feeding him the ball every time that they would throw it. Well, because we had a one-look quarterback at that point. You know, Yeah, but you're going to have more opportunities if you're the number one and your quarterback is throwing you the football no matter who's around you. He's just force-feeding it to you if it isn't Christian. Yeah, but that's Michael Thomas, and he won Offensive Player of the Year. I mean, that's exactly what it was with him. Just every if you're getting 23, you know, th- balls thrown your way a game, of course you're gonna get 17 passes and 130 yards a game. You know, right? So then we praise him for it. Well, this is where well, we get well, upset, well, so Cody. What do you say to Michael Thomas, that maybe his numbers are a little bit inflated. Yes, right? and people so, say you, that you all the time. I'm sorry. General public praising for us. Sorry, they, sorry, you don't praise him for it. And yeah. people do yeah, say that all the time. Mm-hmm. It's just the problem is this, is that we want Curtis Samuel. T- I, I'm at the point is this, is that when I when we drafted him, I thought he was like the gym. Like I was like, this yeah. is the guy. Me this too. is the guy. And I've been that way the whole time. And I was that way last year. I've been that way. And at this point, I'm just like, man, gosh, it's like I really just want it to be real. I want to give a big giant shout out to Panther Nasty in the house, the OG of the C3 Panthers podcast. My man, you can, gosh, Willie P, thank you for hanging out. And uh, I was just thinking about this is uh, Panther Nasty would be able to tell me is Panther Nasty was my second follow on Twitter. 
Number two. Nice. And this was a, a journey that started eight years ago. We're over 6,500 followers now. I remember him. Num- number two, Panther Nasty. Who was number one? Was it Steve? Help me with his last name. Steve. You know him. We, we've been talking for eight years. Great Panther fans in the house. Panther Nasty says, DJ Moore is still better. And he likes I, his wide. Re- he likes this wide receiver core with a lot of speed. Guys, the offense. Joe Brady says that Curtis Samuel is going to be uh, a big part of it. <laughs> what is this offense going to do? We make the addition of Robbie Anderson fast, fast. Nobody's big though. DJ Moore is our biggest receiver. I put this out at one point. I think it was. I don't know if it was on Twitter. Or, if I was on Pirate Radio up here, up here, and I said we don't have any size at wide receiver, yeah. And well, this gonna, guy said, "What him. about Witherspoon?" I was like, "Who the fuck is that?" <laughs> <laughs> it was a Robbie temple Anderson's dude. Tall, well, I was going to say that uh, I think this is actually going to give us an idea of how accurate Teddy Bridgewater really is. I mean, they say that he he can uh, he can he protects the ball. He doesn't make stupid decisions. Well, if you have a smaller receiver you've got to make sure those balls are on point or they're wide open one of the two so i think he's had the benefit of having a michael thomas uh you know a burner you know down the field with ted ginn um i don't don't know about those other receivers that he had over there in new orleans but i know that they have a a few big bodies and a few of the speedsters so um i I think i'm hopeful that he comes in and he's able to do some stuff but I, i think that i would like to highlight the you know the optimistic uh, the most optimistic comment that we've seen all night, David Warren says more CMC Anderson and Curtis Samuel is a real offensive coordinator's dream, you know, yes. which I can't, I can't disagree with at all. I, I you know, I, I'm fully on board with that statement. That's By been the, way, the conundrum the, of this team, right? Well, can I read the full quote from our offensive coordinator? Yeah, uh, so Joe Brady says Curtis is going to be critical to our success. I say that I wish I could have had an opportunity to be out at practices and whatnot, and Curtis is the one I can't wait to see him do what he does best. I think Curtis is a playmaker. He fits the mold of what we're looking for in this type of offense, a guy that you can utilize all around the field. You get the ball in his hands and good things happen. I think you saw stuff last year. Wow, really, cat? My cat is <laughs> <laughs> my cat, ladies and gentlemen. You get the ball in his hands. <laughs> It's your and what? So, oh, your cat. <laughs> yeah, this is my too, ladies and gentlemen. Get off Get of that, that desk, desk cat. cat. Dude, I'm doing a show. <laughs> what an asshole. And look at him just sitting there saying. All right. So that uh, that also <laughs> sounds like coach speak, though. Yeah. yeah. I, I was going to say that. Sounds a lot like Coach Pete. I mean, it also sounds like what Matt Rule said about Cam. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's and that's where you know when we start talking about it, um, you know, I was my first reaction was there's no way, there is no way that that means that Curtis Samuel is not a big part of this team. But then we realized that Matt Rule did say, "I'm excited to coach Cam Newton next year." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so we forget very quickly that that was a statement that he made. Um, and that that was during Super Bowl weekend, and it was no that what that part wasn't. I don't think that was during the scouting combine, but um, and Cam Newton during Super Bowl media week was like, oh, I'm definitely coming back. I had a mm-hmm. conversation with those guys, which leads me to believe, you know, I'm still on the Matt Rule train. 
but it leads me to believe that conversation um, was way more hyped than it like as far as like those those guys were making Cam Newton believe something that wasn't true. You know, like there had to have been a conversation like like oh man, we're excited to work with you, all of this stuff, and then in the back of their minds, they knew that they were going to be going in a different direction. Like, Trill one says Anderson is six three. Wow. Yeah, talking about Robbie Anderson because I said I said that I thought he was he was decently or not tall like really tall but six three is pretty good. That's not bad. That's not yeah. bad. I want to ask you guys this as we think about the potential of Curtis Samuel. We think about DJ Moore. We went out and got Robbie Anderson though. We went and got somebody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is yeah. there any? You know, you got Christian McCaffrey. Like, how many times do you see three receivers eat in a system? You know what I'm saying? Like, is that that's the that's another concern I have here? Is adding Robbie Anderson in this to make sure that, like, hey, we just can't go into a season with DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel? That would be irresponsible. But what if all three are healthy, everything is working, can all three eat in the season, and how do you make that happen, Cody? Can I tell you what this may also mean? Is it may mean, I mean, I know we have, um, you know, Farrah Cooper to be able to do uh, kick returns and whatnot, but I feel like this is going to be more of an opportunity for Curtis Samuel to do return duties um, as well. Farrah Cooper was a pro bowler. I got in yeah. trouble for not acting like Farrah Cooper was good. I was, was on the yeah. radio and somebody got after me. But it turns out that he was... A uh, good returner. He's a good returner. Yeah, like arguably... a like That's where we should be excited about this homie right now. When, is, when's the last time we've had a good returner? We haven't since Ted Ginn in the first stint. Yeah, and then yeah. what about the honestly, first stint? Steve, Steve Smith before that, I guess. Yeah, yeah I was going to say Steve Smith as well. It's yeah. been a Achilles heel. And in fact, it was Achilles heel for the Rivera administration yeah. the entire time. Is that that was really for all the people that added like Ted Ginn was awesome. The best thing he did for us in 2014, 2013 was he was consistent and dynamic in the return game and then he was awesome as a re- he was very good as a receiver but you remember Ooh. those years that we were trying to put philly brown back there we put brenton brenton burst in there i was at a training camp one year where ben a ben wickery was the guy fielding punts yeah so here's mm-hmm. uh, i think that this is a really really good statement because i think cody probably will recognize this better um, Shane Welch said Brady spreads the ball around at LSU. Everybody eats, you know, which is honestly, you know, if you watch that game, it was pretty true. Everybody got the ball. Like it was pretty. Well, you know, Cam was dishing, dishing the ball a lot in his good years in 27. You know, he would have like, we would hear all these yeah. stats about 10 receiver, you know, 10 different people having catches but I'm just asking this is how do you have is is Robbie Anderson going to be the guy that puts up the numbers this year? Do we go and pay him to just have a 600 yard receiver season? I'm just well, interested in how a third receiver is the guy that's getting fed a lot. It is a lot of mouths to feed, especially when you consider we have Christian McCaffrey 
that you know is going to account for a certain number of touches and carries and passes, uh, and Curtis Samuel and DJ Moore. I mean, there's a lot of mouths to feed, you know. Uh, we have no excuse to not be a, uh, a, you know, a good offense. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater should at least be able to get us in rhythm. Um, it, it, it's going to depend on that offensive line. I've been saying that. I'll continue to say that. In my mind, that is a huge red flag. Um, but our, our receiving core right now, I would say, is the best that it's been in, what, 10 years or more as a whole? Yeah, in, sure, I'd in, say in that. Theory. In theory. Now, okay, so all this talking about this this uh, receiver talk, I actually want to go ahead and break up my one of my prop bets this week. Cause I know we were talking about prop bets. I don't know if y'all did, but I'll throw one out there see if y'all are interested in it. I'm willing to bet that Robbie Anderson has more – I can't decide if I want to say receiving yards or touchdowns than Curtis Samuel. Mm, but I know, I know one of y'all's gonna I know one of y'all's gonna take me on this. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna say receiving yards. I'm gonna say Robbie Anderson has more receiving yards than Curtis Samuel. Since Curtis Samuel is gonna be a vital part of the offense, he should get a lot of yeah. touches and a lot of receiving I'm with yards, Greg. So. I'm betting who's, who's on uh, I'm betting on Anderson. I'm with you, okay. Greg, on this. Anybody taking to it? Cody, you more, taking it? To have more receiving yards than Curtis Samuel. Curtis Who Samuel. has the more? Like you gotta just bet against him. If Curtis Samuel has more, then you're betting against him. Yeah, sure, I'll take that bet. Okay. Cody's got that. CK, you in? So it's that just to clarify, it is Curtis Samuel is going to have fewer yards than Anderson, right? Yes, yeah. that's, my, that's what I'm proposing. Well, that's yeah, what he's Curtis betting. Samuel, he's if you take the bet, you gotta believe Curtis Samuel will have more odds, more yards. Yeah, right. Okay. Um, and I'm glad you didn't say touchdowns. And thinking about our conversation about all these people gonna eat and get fed, if anybody's okay with only getting a couple of touches, it's Curtis Samuel. He'd be like, "I'm gonna get five touchdowns on yeah. those ten touches." That's true. I, mean. <laughs> That's true. I think, uh, oh, man, that's such a tough one because I think that it's. I don't think that one's gonna you know be that much. Um, it's not going to be a crazy big difference because it is going to have to spread around. We have Curtis Samuel. We have Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey is going to take a big load of those uh, receivers rece- receptions as well. So um, I'm going to call. I think Curtis Samuel has a better year than Robbie Anderson. Wow. Okay, cool. Like so, it. Okay. So I got CK. That's the first one. Two people have taken me on. So All actually, right. no, I think. I think Tony, didn't you take the bet with the? You know, you sided with. Me I'm with on, you. I'm with Davian, you. Davian Clowney having more sacks than Curtis Samuel has touchdowns. I remember that. Bet. Oh yeah, yeah. You sided with me on that one. Okay. You got another one for Curry. us? Uh, I have another one propped up. We'll do it in the minute, but I, uh, I want to go. Oh uh, yeah, I can go ahead and throw my other one out there. All right, let's Panthers see what you got. Panthers have two Pro Bowl, two Pro Bowl players this year. Mm. Not three, not one. They have two Pro Bowl players this year. It's got to <sighs> hit right on the money. I think it's going to be over. Okay, so you'll take me on that then. I'll take three at least. Mm, okay. Who are the two? Curtis Samuel. Mm, I mean, Christian McCaffrey. It's going to be Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey, I think. And I uh, think, I, I'm thinking maybe Brian Burns. Yeah, I was going to say, we're going to have uh, somebody on defense who eats. Mm-hmm. Um, and Farrell mm. Cooper. Farrell <laughs> Cooper. <laughs> I like the three. Curtis Samuel. Three right? people. Curtis Samuel, Farrell <laughs> Cooper, and let's pick Christian another McCaffrey. one. Yeah, Chris McCaffrey, yeah. Curtis, or Chris McCaffrey, <laughs> Brian Burns. I don't know if it's gonna be Brian Burns or not. I think it might be. And who's Chris uh, McCaffrey's backup? Bonifan. <laughs> be like Bonifan. Yeah. <laughs> Those yeah, are your three Bonifin. people. <laughs> oh man, I, or maybe one of our offensive linemen. You know, maybe yeah. 
One of our Down. offensive line just happens to, to just ball out this year. I'm going to tear them up. Never know. Uh, I, am not, I am. I am going to take the under, so I am not taking that. I do so not think say, we're going. Okay, I don't see. think we're going to have two. Yeah, I'm going to take the under too because I don't think we have the name recognition. Gotcha. I think yeah, certain I mean, players get yeah. elected to the Pro Bowl because you know their name. Probably and I would team. argue that Gerald McCoy might be one of these people. Well, we don't have him. Anymore. I know, but I know he's not on our team anymore. But, but one of these people who their name just is like, who do you know at yeah, offensive yeah, yeah, line? Yeah. Man, he's just like, it's all right, well, like I'm gonna pick my, I'm gonna pick Trey Turner every year. It's like a fullback. Yeah, you know, you're not gonna, uh. the fullback is not, or even offensive lineman for that you know, right, matter. Right, you're right. only really basing it off of what people say they're good about, you know, or the names that you recognize. All right, uh, you got any more? Or is that no, it? those are the only two I got for right. tonight. Uh, and then I got the two that we did before, so we're, we're good. I got four right now. I'll probably do a few more for you. Are we throwing money down on this? Because, like, uh, my base. Yeah, is- I'll cover it's, it. I'll cover it. The C3 podcast yeah. will cover it. We'll yeah. pay you, Greg. <laughs> we're, we're, yeah. I'm your book. I'm your book. Yeah. Back <laughs> Except for the bets against back, me. But... No, the mm. bets against me, we're collecting. But I will back oh, these yeah, other yeah. bets. Just keep. Okay. You keep the book. You keep the number. We'll pay it out. All right, let's I go guess. ahead and jump to the cat calls. The number is 252-228-5098. Let's see what you guys got to say. So what are your thoughts on cat calling? Yeah, it's pretty sh- You shouldn't do that to somebody. And how did that make you feel? Uh, very uncomfortable. So how do you think cat calling makes the person very, very low. feel? I can barely hear it. it. Feels good, like, you can't hear it? No. Yeah, no. Oh, oh, oh. Hold on. Sounds like playing on the phone in the background. In a world. No, Wait. I oh, I know why. I'm playing in the wrong damn program. Sitting here playing it in audacity. Sorry, folks. I've got to play it in a different program. Let's see if you can. So, what are your thoughts on catcalling? Yeah, it's pretty. You shouldn't do that to somebody. And how did that make you feel? Uh, Very uncomfortable. So, how do you think catcalling makes the person feel? Very, very loud. It feels good, like. Hi guys, it's Rich in the UK, still alive. Um, I hope you're all doing well. I only just listened to last week's podcast, so I thought I'd phone in because it was fresh. Um, it's about Matt Rule and what you're looking for for the team this year. Um, and I think you kind of touched on it a little bit. I think what we're looking at is, can this coaching staff take players that they believe could be good and have not yet either proven it or been given a clean chance um, and make them better? Um, there's a certain air with Matt Rule about thinking that he can probably, he knows what he wants. I mean, we've got loads of Baylor guys, loads of Temple guys. And I think I mentioned to you before my theories with a coach like Matt Rule who's achieved at college, does he know what a good NFL player is? You know, he was very, very quick to give Robbie Anderson 10 million. And, you know, Robbie Anderson's good, but, you know, is he going to be proven in a system that is better than Curtis Samuel? Would we have been better off to stick with Jarius Wright? As the third down guy, I don't know. But this season, that's what I'm looking for. So it's um, defensive end, Steve, is it Stephen Witherley, who I did a little bit of reading about him. I think he's going to start. I think him and Brian Burns will start on the edge. I don't think it will be yet to gross matters just yet. I agree um, with I that. I think he'll develop as a rookie. But Weatherly is everything that you want. And he was third, but he was behind Daniel Hunter and Edison Griffin. 
And that's the sort of player that, you know, Matt Rule has brought him in. He's identified him. He's identified Burris, Justin Burris as well, for these safety. These are guys that they're saying, we can coach these guys and we can turn us into a good team. Look what we can do. We're, we're good. And potentially that other people weren't as good as us. Now, I think from this year, if you get, you know, if Weatherly's an eight-sack guy with Burns on the other side is a ten-sack, if they're getting pressure, good against the run, um, at, and Burris, is, you know, Burris gets to play a lot, and we're like, wow, these, these guys are all right, then not only will it restore some faith in Rule, who at the moment is just a lying toe rag, um, but also it will be amazingly powerful going forward because what it means is that the Panthers can hoover up vets and people on you know third and fourth year that didn't really get a go and turn them into you know maybe above average players and that would, that would be incredible if we see that this year um, if they can't do it and we're bad then it will have to be a rethink and I think that's where we're going to be in trouble if all these guys that they've brought in the guys on the O-line Weatherly, Burris, Bust then we could have a problem anyway guys take care uh, love the show as ever and keep bounding what a call on my head and my disc. It's a little good news, people. If we can hit you with the Barack Obama. What a call right there. Referencing our discussion last week about the red flags that could potentially come about. Or, you know, the things that with the measurements we're going to be looking at. I like yeah. this. Let's focus in on, or for me, and the thing that stands out to that call is I'm, I would be cautious to believe that gross Matos is going to be this big giant factor this year. I'm excited about it. I think that he could be, he looks like an NFL player that's going to turn out and be good and all of this. But I think he might be right. Maybe okay. it's Weatherly, it's Burns, it's a fast 3 4 defense from the edge. I like that a little bit. I would just be cautious about believing that every rookie pick is going to be a monster this year. Derek Brown, I think, starting. But is it really? Are you putting your money on that Gross Matos and Jeremy Chin are like going to be pro bowlers? No. We can only have so many that turn out. I like that prediction. Weatherly, Brian Burns. Add Brown in the uh, Derek Brown in the middle. I think I'm more excited about the 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 prospect of St- Stephen Weatherly. You know, honestly, I think that if you look at his film from in, in Minnesota, yes, he was playing behind two incredible players. But I mean, even when he was on the field, he made the most of his opportunities. Similar to Brian Burns, if you look at Brian Burns' production. He's he's got insane numbers when you talk about pressures. Like they're the like all Curtis Samuels. Yeah, and so if we can if we can actually get the coaching staff to let them be on the team or on the actual field more, then maybe we got an opportunity for really great things to happen. You know, so I'm I'm confident, or you know, let me rephrase, I'm optimistic that Stephen Weatherly is actually one of the most exciting pickups we've got this off season, including our draft picks. I mean, I think so. So listen, I, I kind of want to touch on what Rich was talking about is, is when it concerns Matt Rule. And, you know, I'm kind of of the mindset that he might not be good at any of those things just yet. Identifying what kind of players are, Man, you know, you're what if he's wrong? Need to go through a, a stretch of the season. I mean, there's a ton of things that I'm just assuming that Matt Rule is going to have to learn about being not only the head coach in the mm-hmm. NFL, 
but knowing how to manage a roster, knowing how Weatherly is going to, what, he's on a one-year contract, how do you weigh, you know, you have a veteran like Weatherly who you signed to be able to come in in spots where you need a veteran, but you also want to do not what Ron Rivera did and take someone like Brian Burns and, and barely play him and limit and develop his growth as a football player, especially when you know that you're going to have to bank on these guys long term. So I'm I don't know if I would say that as hope. much about Weatherly. I, who is Weatherly? Who is the comparison of Weatherly in the past to a player? I feel like I should know exactly. Jared, I mean, uh, uh, a less, uh, a less no, don't say he. Jared no, no, this guy has never started. He's only 28. He's young. He's not old. I'm so talking not... from a role perspective. He's just a hand-in-the-dirt veteran edge presence. And, I and feel like we've always been excited about a guy that's kind of like this, and then he doesn't do shit. Remember Russell Shepard? Yeah, yeah that, he, that, he, would he was, that would be it. Yeah, he was, he was never anyone, but he was a veteran that we needed. Well, my, my deal is this, man. If Gross Matos, like I had him ranked as a, as a first-round talent. A lot of people did. We picked him up in the second round. That means that we got two first-round caliber defensive linemen. I mean, I want to be able to play both of them. I want to see them. In but we can scenario. in a 3-4, maybe we can. As a, Weatherly is going to be like a stand. Weatherly, by the way, is 26, bro. Oh, yeah, I know who Weatherly reminds me of. Hold on, Weatherly reminds me of dude that's already on the uh, on on the uh, the roster. Who is the guy we picked him in the third round a couple years ago? Christian Miller. No, nope, at Marquise Haynes. Like that that that's where I find Weatherly at. Is I don't Haynes see him Miles. as a veteran guy. Is I see him as a guy that we all have. Everybody's always been saying is about to blow up. Yeah. Mario Addison uh, uh, says Shane Wells. He's I think that's 26 years old. He's young, dude. So if that's call, if yeah. you're calling him the veteran, mm. well, veteran from a, I mean, like not he's a veteran, played veteran, a down before. Yeah, he's played NFL <laughs> he football is. before. Um, and but I think Mario Addison's actually a good comparison uh, yeah. because Mario Addison kind of bumped around, went undrafted, went to a few different teams, and kind of chipped in and then became a good player for us later on so once he was yeah. developed you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Can we talk about one thing that i don't think we touch base on is our defensive coordinator admitting there's going to be growing pains yeah there was oh, a lot yeah I saw, I saw this tell us about this i saw a little snippet i didn't know how big of a statement it was i mean it was it was enough to be uh on the nfl network as a, as a story which right now is anything and um, is he wrong no, I, I don't think so. When you like, we had a shit ass defense last year. Like, act like we we're all of a sudden going to be the top five this year would be ridiculous. Our, our, who's our oldest player on our defense right now? Um, um, sure. our de- Trey Boston. Maybe. I don't know. That's a good I'm, I'm going to look that up. Hey, I wanted to ask a quick question uh, while, while you looked it up. You were talking about Weatherly, and y'all were kind of you were saying he's a veteran. At least he's a guy who fill a spot because at least he's played in the NFL. So what if Not he has played in, in the NFL? Well, then I, I would say it would, it would be unrealistic to expect for him to be excited to be a contributor. 
Just so like I think Gross Matos. I don't expect Gross Matos to be a uh, contributor this year. Well, I see him sure like a Christian sure Miller. Well, that's what I'm saying. I hadn't finished the question yet. The only reason I'm asking is because if if we why do we look at a player like that but not a coach? Why is it a, co- a player's like well if he's played in the NFL then he's good enough to be on the team and, and we tr- we trust he can do it. But if he hadn't played in the NFL, if he was coming straight out of college, we wouldn't have that much faith. But with a coach, it's different. Like a coach is like well he was good in college, so he's going to be good in the pros. Well, I don't think I don't, people I don't get, I don't have faith in rule yet either. I think we have think excitement about rule. I don't have. Faith I think in there's I think, well, enthusiasm okay, that's a good point. about that's a good it. Point. Yeah. Is that? But we optimism. continue well, to, yeah, faith. optimism I mean, exactly. Maybe you don't have faith. I have faith in rule. I, I mean, it's, again, faith is believing without having evidence. Yeah. So right now, yeah. I have no evidence that he's going to be a good NFL head coach. I have faith. Okay. That he That's will. You know, mm-hmm. I have faith that he will, but I don't know if he will. And listen, I see signs of both. I mean, that's why I'm not going. You know. You know, Panthers guy FSU in our chat shouts out to him. He thinks we're going to be a great football team this year. We're going to surprise people. And yeah. hey, maybe may, may make the will. Panthers but great I, again. Panthers guy I, FSU. I, that's what I'm saying. When, when it comes to when it comes to the players and our coaches, it's almost like I don't expect a lot because I don't have to expect a lot. When yeah. you sign a coach to a seven year deal, we're not asking him to win the Super Bowl next year. David Tepper essentially told him, yeah, go and learn on the job. Learn how to build this team. Learn the ins and outs, and we're going to continue to build this thing. I know, but we want him to be – we don't want it to be a seven-year process. We want him – we want to see signs next year that, like, he's, like, the next coming. I don't think Matt Rule knows what he's doing right now, but I do have faith that he will and that he knows that he will. So that's where I'm at with yeah, the rule. Yeah. So yeah, I do agree with uh with that with that call with um okay. uh with Rich in London. I think there's a lot of stuff he probably doesn't know. I think we're gonna find that out the hard way. And you know, he's gonna have to and find that out. And you should expect that, right? We should expect all of that. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I think it'd be naive to assume he's gonna come in and, and immediately, you know, bring us to a Super Bowl. But I think that it's it is fair to say that there is um, a lot of, a lot of his his style of coaching and what he does. I think there's a reason that he was so well touted. I mean, there's so many people that. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, there were two NFL teams after him, and to your point, I mean, there was there's two rebuilds that he's done. But other than that, I mean, you have no other nothing to go off of. But mm-hmm. he fits a mold that I think fits the NFL, and so I, I think that's why. Um, that I have faith. I have faith that he is going to come in here. And we have young guys. Keep in mind, we don't have an old roster. We have young guys. We and might have the young. I want to know if we have the youngest roster in the NFL at this point. I'm kind of curious because it does feel that way. Joey, it the Blind feel- Panther, gets it. He said we got to build that wall around our QB so we can make Carolina great again. He got my joke. Yeah, he got he it. Knows. My man got it. Our wall, I, our by the way, so good. Our wall is going to be so good once we build that wall that you're going to see defensive ends come into the – instead of bringing a baseball bat, they're bringing shovels so they yeah. can dig under the yeah. wall. Uh, our even, our wall is going to roll. Yeah, we're not even close in age. We're like uh, middle of the pack. Like uh looks like – actually, not even middle of the pack. One, two, three, four, For five, six. Only, only, only seven teams underneath us. 
How, how can way, anybody? The, who's the, the oldest player this, on the this Panthers? This is 2019 stuff. Oh so, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Go, go to 2020. We're, we we have to be the youngest. Okay. I don't even and know if we have way, a player over 30 on the team. No. So yeah, uh, the two oldest guys on our defense are Kwan Short at 31 years old, and the second oldest is Tareer Whitehead at 30. So wow. yeah, how old is Trey Boston? Oh, look that. 27. Yeah, wow. I was gonna say he's real young, dude. I mean, you got to remember we 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 didn't I, I, we didn't exercise his fifth year option, and I mean he only played for what three years for us before the first stint. Uh, what Trey? Uh, yeah, yeah, he played maybe three, and then he went and played one in San Diego, one in Arizona, and then came back to maybe one whole year off. I'm starting to wonder if he mm. did he have a year off. No, or did no, he no, just no. sign he, he it was, like the had, last day? Yeah, he signed with us like in training camp last year. Okay, right? that's I think okay. probably. Yeah, so he's younger than uh, I would. I I would expect us to have maybe the youngest roster in the NFL this year. I don't know why I can't find this. Let's We're definitely going to have one of them. All right, let's yeah, go to the next uh, call. The number's two five two 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 eight fifty ninety eight. Well, play. What's up, guys? Kyle from VA. Uh, it's been a while since I called. What's up, in, Kyle? There really hasn't been anything to talk about. Still been listening every week. Um, uh, still nothing really to talk about. So uh, I was just calling in, man, just to just to say thank y'all for continuing doing the show, man. Uh, help us keep our mind off all the crazy shit that's been going on in the world. Uh, hey, yeah, just continue it. Hey, I look forward to this every yeah, week. Man. And uh, just keep pounding. Man, thanks a lot, Kyle. We appreciate that. Uh, let's move on to the next call. I think we got another one. Let's see if this is it. Hey, guys. Joey the Blind Panther again. I Joey! I my comments, but I don't think I can explain it or ask the question as good in the comments as I can on a call. So, about that tweet. Is this Cody's tweet? Okay, of yes. course Cam yeah. in there. <laughs> okay. I mean, there's no question the about that. The infamous tweet. But there are only three <laughs> options on Twitter. You have three players. You have Julius Peppers, you have Steve Smith, and, you know, he's in the Hall of Honor for a reason, you know. And you have Luke. Now, which one of those players would you remove from those options that's the problem with cam newton i would replace julius peppers okay yeah i would replace luke yeah actually i think you're right that's a tough one guys you gotta remember mine would be uh i guess mine would be peppers because you know he did leave us Go to the back and I was gonna come play. back, but you know, he did retire as a Panther, and you know, and then you have CMC also in that discussion. Who I know, seventeen-year career, but we ever had a receiver go a thousand and a thousand, or not a receiver, but a running back. He's used as a damn receiver, but it's you get what I twice. say. Or two anyway, other times. Wow! 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 <laughs> my man alright so here is I think what we have to do is we would have to debate 
who were pulling off Pep or Keekly, right? Um, because Peppers played one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight seasons with the Panthers. He made the Pro Bowler. He was a Pro Bowler one, two, three, four, five of those years. He had, listen to these numbers, man. My man had 12 sacks in 14, in 12 games. 12 sacks in 12 games his rookie year. Seven his second year. 11, 10 and a half, 13 and a half. Only two and a half in 2007. I think he got, think he got hurt that year. Yeah. But he played yeah, 14 games. Then 14 and a half sacks in 2008. 14 and a half, homie. 10 and a half. Defensive, he's had two interceptions. He took one for 97 yards. No. He, he had insane. one, two, three, four, five, six. Inter- uh, he had one, three, four, five, six interceptions as a defensive end with Carolina. I don't know. He dropped back in coverage a lot too. Like he would, he would do the 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 the. I don't remember that uh, the cover is, but he would drop back. But the the, the what I'm going to say is, you guys got to remember, out of anybody on that list, he is the only one that made the decision that Carolina wasn't good enough for him. That's not well. But think about when he left. He might have just been brilliant. He, he left in the- 2009, and even though people were ready to pl- to pay him Carolina he saw that this team was defunct mm-hmm. and I and think I that that it. was I don't think he made his decision entirely on money by the way he was first team all pro 2010 his first year as defensive end in uh Chicago Chicago so listen, this is this is how I feel about it I think if you're talking about as a hall of fame player who would end up going in first, Pep. Julius Peppers or Amen. Luke Kingsley? No Julius. doubt the answer is Julius Peppers. But when you're talking about what that player meant and did for the Carolina Panthers, and this might be controversial, I think it's Luke, and I don't think Pep is even close to Luke. Lies! Lies! Just get this, this, get this child. This Luke! is chill. Children talk. This is children talk, Roman. The Carolina Panthers Stadium for the past eight years have been filled to the brim with people bellowing and now My man has had fifty two force fumbles. Think about this. He's had fifty two force fumbles in his career. Okay, was he ever was he ever the heart? And soul of the defense. Now, this Hell is a legit yes, question. Was. Hell okay, so, yes. so 2002 he was, and 2003 his second year he went to the Super Bowl, and he only had seven sacks in that year. How many? How many Pro Bowls did Luke Kuechly have in that time? Oh, I'm gonna look. I'll look it up. I'll look it up. No, see, that's not a fair comparison. Why? Oh, is that not a fair comparison? Because, because you're comparing the last three years Julius Peppers with the Panthers as his 15th, 16th, and 17th year in the NFL. Let's talk about Luke, Luke, Luke. I bet no. I think he's going to beat him. I'm going to beat him. Well, here is the thing: is that Luke had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven Pro Bowl years. Mm-hmm. Pep had. One, hold on, my mouse is acting correct. One, two, three, 
four, five, six, seven, eight, nine Pro How Bowl years. He had nine Pro Bowl years in a 16-year career while Luke had a... Luke made the Pro Bowl every year, though. Every year he was ever a pitcher. Here's another thing to Luke. To Luke's credit, he was first-team All-Pro every year except for 2012, 2016, and 2019. And let's talk about Defensive Rookie of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year. Well, Pep has got all those. He's got those accolades, too. Yeah, number one draft pick. <laughs> yeah, number two. I think was he number two or number one? I think he was number two. Also, keep in mind what a, what a middle linebacker does compared to what a defensive end does. Has yes. more opportunity to have interceptions, tackles, and forced fumbles than a defensive. But again, that goes back to what we were saying. All right, can I ask? Can I look? Is Luke has seven forced fumbles in his career? Pep has fifty-two. How about this? Let's go to interceptions. Interceptions, right? Luke is an interception machine, right? 18. He had 18 career interceptions. Pep had 11. He's a defensive end. He had 11. Right. <laughs> I don't know. Is I, mean, I would say is my man had 100 I think I it's think easy for that. us I I I just wish you could have seen what Peppers did on the shitty Panthers teams for a long yes. or or okay team. This mug was a monster. You saw a shell of what Peppers was at the end, and he was still mm-hmm. good. But I understand Luke was arguably. I is he the best linebacker? Let's say this: Who's the best defensive end the Panthers have ever had? Julius Peppers. Done. Peppers, yes. Next, the other- who's the best linebacker we've ever had? Luke Keekley. Let's move yeah. on. Who's the best quarterback we've ever had? Cam Newton. Yeah. Cam Newton. Okay, discussion ended. It's very hard to compare <laughs> linebackers to defensive ends like it is defensive but, ends to quarterbacks. But like, let me add on. I like, I like Joey's thought process here. Who made more Pro Bowls as a Panther, Peppers or Luke? Because we're not talking about who was the better player over their entire right. career. One, two, three, four. The popularity contest, though. You, you, you I agree with that. I agree with that. How does my man not make a Pro Bowl in 2002 in his rookie year? He played 12 games. My man had one interception, six pass defended, five forced fumbles, and 12 sacks in 12 games. He had... Like, this mug is a fucking... He was... I don't even know. All I can say is this, and I know that you guys are a little bit younger. I'm the oldest hat, which is strange on this podcast. But I remember Julius Peppers catching an inner... He batted... He, like, sacked the guy, the quarterback, Jake Plummer or somebody. It was on, like, the two-yard line. Like, they were about to score a touchdown. My man monsters his fucking offensive line, bats the ball up, sacks the quarterback, catches the ball, and then ran 96 yards. He fell on the one-yard line, like, right at the end. Like, he couldn't. And I just remember watching him on the sidelines afterwards. They're in Mile High Stadium. And Julius Peppers, I thought he was going to take that oxygen tank. You know what I'm saying? He was sucking so hard on that oxygen mask. I thought the whole can, that that oxygen tank was going to crumple like a fucking, like a beer can. 
this you know he was amazing dude I remember I remember uh Luke Hukley setting a record for having two return pass or touchdown interceptions in a playoff game. First time ever doing that. Yeah. But remember when you were saying like, okay, who was the best defensive end in Panthers history? It's Peppers and everyone else is way below him. Think Luke Hukley is the best linebacker that the Panthers have ever had, but think of the other really good Panther linebackers that he's way better than. That he was, uh, I, I think we all say that he's yeah. better than Dan Morgan, as much as we love TD, better than Thomas Davis, uh, Sam Mills, incredible Sam Mills, but you know, uh, Luke Kingsley is still the best out of all those linebackers. Yeah. Finished his career here, and by the way, as soon as his career ended, became a scout for mm-hmm. the Carolina Panthers. Like, dude, when you add that on top of the Luke chance, but he is meant to the defense. The fact that he's been the heart and soul of our defense. And when you add the fact that Pep left, if I had to, to answer my man Joey's question, if I'm taking someone off for Cam Newton, I'm putting... I'm okay uh, I'm, with I'm, that for that reason because he, his career is really... His amazingness was in Carolina, but also the fact that he played... 12 more years somewhere else. You know what I'm saying? Like he had a yeah. he had a 17-year career, bro. Yeah. That's insane for a defensive end. And, and, and if, you, Cody. Mm, no, I'm done. Okay, I was say let me ask you Cody, you were you were comparing the the linebackers that he's Luke Kuechly is better than the Panthers. How many of the linebackers in. how many of the linebackers are going to make the Hall of Fame? Sam Mills. How many other other Panther linebackers in the middle of it? None. Yeah, I mean, of those Panther Okay. These, the, these, how about. Okay, Sam Mills, my. Julius Peppers will make the Hall of Fame. Julius Peppers will be in the Hall of Fame. I wonder, will no, Luke Keekley? I think he should green. be. He's trying to use Green as an example. Green played one year with us. Kevin Green. We also <laughs> had. Nah, we had the other guy, the, the dude that was from. Kevin Green was more of a stealer than than he was. Or a Packer, a Packer too. Yeah, he's yeah. I mean, I, I, all I'm saying is this: a defensive end, and it's actually we're saying about the quarterback. Yeah, it's unfair because the quarterback touches the ball every snap. Well, dims the bricks. That's why the quarterback gets the girl and gets all the popularity and, and the fame. It's the same thing on on, on defense. Yeah, a defensive end has a tough job to do, and it's an incredible. But job. it's more important but, but than a linebacker's job. No, the middle. Yes, linebacker no, is, shush, shush. No, not. no, it is not. The middle linebacker. Is, uh, Who gets paid the, the most? Who gets paid the most? Of, of, of the play. Who gets well, paid the most? How, okay. <laughs> that's because of how they affect the game. Because number one, more, what's the number one paid position? Sacks. What's the number so one paid position? Game more is a more a quarterback. Play. What's the number two paid position? It's either between corner or defensive. Lies. No. Or receiver. It ain't no corner. No way. Corners get paid ridiculous. Number corner. one is quarterback. And then the man. flip is between defensive end and left tackle. Like those those are the three number I'm sorry. Had more of a job to do Lies. than 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 Julius did. He had to do dropping back into coverage 
He had almost as many interceptions as Luke Kuechly did. I know, I know, no, no. I can't get on that because I think you could get an elite, an elite defensive end. Who would you rather have, a Von Miller or Luke Kuechly? And they're, you know, in the prime. No, I want the guy that's getting to the quarterback. That changes the game more. I can get a middle of the road. I, there's a more – I'm not saying Luke isn't the best at what he's done, but overall, middle linebackers are not what they used to be in the NFL game. And, I well, I mean, look, I love sense. Luke. I mean, I'm not trying to shit on Luke in this. I'm just saying this, is that if we were going to draft a number one draft pick and we had the choice between the best middle linebacker in the history of the game and the best defensive end in the history game, our ass is taking Julius Peppers. We just okay, did have that choice. We had a choice between a defensive lineman and the best linebacker on, this, the, on the board, and we yeah. took a defensive lineman. I understand the point that you're making, though, but think of it this way. Like, back in, uh, at a point in time, uh, Ray Lewis and Brian Urlacher, uh, those guys would have been taken first because of how incredible they were, right? So Not, yeah, No, no, NFL, because we would have been... In today's NFL, you're right. A pass rusher is valued more. But look how much... Look how important Luke Kingsley was in a day and age where the linebacker position, especially the middle linebacker position, has been so devalued. I like love a lot, a, a lot, yeah, a lot of people at the time were mad at, at, at how much money we paid Luke because why would you pay a middle linebacker that much money? But look at how much it did for us. And this is an era after Ray Lewis, after Brian Urlacher, after all these you know, monster inside linebackers of uh, of yesteryear. Like, Luke was almost from a different age and did it just as good as all of those players. I love this because it's it's Cody's uh, politician coming out. What he's now doing is he's using everything you said against you. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm going to go back and pull clips of Cody saying that defensive ends are more important than linebackers. Yeah. I know he, he said it. I know you have said that on this show. Go back and look at the history of drafts. I guarantee you every history and draft, I guarantee you there is a defensive end or defensive lineman taken before linebacker. I can almost guarantee you. What about this? What about one other thing? And let's not even think about that is the drop off between the elite of a defensive end. Like if you took the best defensive end in the league, the best middle linebacker, and then you took the second best at that position. I feel like the linebacker, we can get serviceable linebackers that can do a lot of those things. But sometimes it's just really hard to find that beast of an edge rusher. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. Would, we'll see. Like, how I mean, about this? Is I know Julius Peppers is going to be in the Hall of Fame. I know that with one hundred percent certainty. I will put the fucking jacket on him himself. I will give him. He's the reason I'm a Panthers fan. Like all of that, I love him. So there's some personal admiration, and I'm not trying to shit on Luke on this. I'm not trying to shit on Luke at all. But Luke did, you know, is that how, what's the, how much of a difference was there between Luke and Thomas Davis? I would say Luke's the better one, but man, it won't that much, was it? Yes, it was. Not, it was. No. Yes, it was middle linebacker. Uh, Thomas Davis was never the middle linebacker 
for a reason. It wasn't within his skill set to be able to do. The, uh, a middle linebacker. Now you're just fighting the fight here, man. Injury. You're just fighting no, the fight. In a, in a 4-3, the responsibilities of a middle linebacker are much more than a Will linebacker or a Sam linebacker. Like, dude, this is the little kicks that talk Chat about the got my back. And everything that, that he had to do. Yes, maybe if you're talking about a, a, a great defensive end and a great linebacker, yeah, a, a defensive end normally is considered more valuable. But, but when we're talking about the Carolina Panthers and what these two players did for the team, in, in my mind, it's, it's Luke above every other defensive player that, that we've ever had. Didn't, didn't the Tampa Bay just let a great linebacker walk and replace him like he was nothing with Devin White? But now y'all are putting a bunch of who a bunch of who's on the on, No, on Devin the, White's the one they replaced him with. He just, they just put in a rookie. He kicked ass bumps. But Quan Alexander, or whatever, goes to yeah, like, you know, like, to there look. are more. Mm, well, Devin White is right. There's only other one guy, in my opinion, that's that's been comparable. To Luke, it, and it, it's it. the dude in in Seattle, Bobby Wagner. But Bo- Bobby Wagner, Luke I, and Bobby I, I Wagner—they've been the best two since they've been, been the, the, the best two. And then no other middle linebacker, in my opinion, has come close to either of those two. What about who was it? I can't remember his name now. And now that I'm thinking about it, he used to be with the 49ers, and he retired not long after Luke. Navarro Bowman. Yeah, Navarro. He was really good he was, too. He was very good too. Yep. But I still think Bobby Wagner and Luke Kuechly are the top two linebacker, middle linebackers in the league since they've come in the league. It's been back. Yeah. What a well, tough I mean, question. Look at statistically speaking, Luke is even better than Bobby Wagner by a pretty good portion as well. Yeah, I think Luke's better, but I think that's, def- that's definitely Well, one there's a lot of statistics that people will say that Bobby Wagner was the better one out of those. I've seen those arguments. And they're hard. I don't know. I mean, yeah. Luke was fantastic. Yeah. I was actually – so. I'm, uh, I think he was – Here's the thing is Luke never had a bad year, ever. Yeah. Even his last year where we were starting to wonder things and then he retired. Like, he made their Pro Bowl every year. He was all pro yeah. every year. He was amazing. So I'm not trying to shit on him. Is And I don't want to take it for granted. But, I mean, a pep means a lot to me. All right, we got one more call. And then let's get the hell out of here. Hi, this is Anthony Rochelle. I just wanted to up, let you know about um, the two receivers. I think I think they would both have a good year, Anderson and and Samuel. Um, yeah, I just I don't know. I just have a good feeling that would happen. Um, but um, I also think you know seeing. The, the, during the film of um, Anderson, it looks pretty good. Uh, but um, hope you guys are doing good. Uh, go Panthers. I appreciate the show. Well, um, God bless you guys. Go Panthers. All right. Hold on. We got one more call that just came. Thanks. Thanks, Anthony Rochelle. One more call just came in. The- well, guys. It's Joey the Blind Panther again, and it looks like I accomplished my goal about getting, you know, giving y'all something to talk about, because, <laughs> man, this is great. But, uh... You troublemaker. Y'all keep saying 
Peppers is going to be more likely to get in the Hall of Fame. Peppers is going to be more likely to get in the he's Hall of Fame. More likely, he's a lock, homie. It's run by the NFL, and they're all a bunch of idiots anyway, and we know it. That's why the officiating is so bad because they're nepotistic. You, you know that. So, yes. fuck Canton. It's all about what they did in Carolina, and that is why Luke. Mm. That's why I'm taking Luke over Peppers any day because I care less about Canton. We're not just these young (laughs) guys. All these young guys. I can't believe I'm the old guy now. It's hard to grade his play. It's it's, it's not really, it's an argument, but you know. One of the things these young kids don't know, Greg. Listen, you old timers are surrounded. (laughs) Okay, boomers. All right, listen to this. How about this? Is that there was Peppers had a group of people that were kind of against him, like people were against Cam when he was in Carolina. It's not. It wasn't as big because we didn't have social media and stuff. But there was a criticism of of Peppers. Like people like. What was that? Would you say? Oh, it was this easily. They said this is Pep would take plays off. Ooh, like where, like they, yeah, exactly. So they go this. This what I'm trying to say is this, right? Yeah, and uh, the whole thing that those dumbasses didn't get is that when you're a defensive end that's a pass rushing specialist, you can't go 100 on every down. Like, it's a chess game. You got to go 80 on this down, 90 on... You're setting them up. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You're doing all of this. And sometimes when you're the star f- and, and cam lovers out there, you should understand this. Is if you're the star-ass player, maybe it's not your job when someone else screwed up to try to run 60 yards down the field. You know, is that... But people were hard on Pep a lot about taking plays off, and he put those numbers up. That's my thing. Mm-hmm. Is my man had a hundred and fifty nine and a half sacks, and his biggest criticism is he didn't play every down. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, damn. Yeah. Well, holy yeah. shit. Not, not, not to mention this guy started college <laughs> basketball and went all the way, I think, to the elite yeah, eight in college like basketball. Final four. Yeah, yeah. And he was, was awesome. started college football. A freak. Can you imagine what his college life was like on a starting uh, power forward? Yeah, for the basketball for team. a national champion. I think he too. won a national oh championship. God. Crazy. All right. Yeah. Uh, that's the C3 Panthers podcast for tonight. You guys can be a part of the show by calling in at 252-228-5098. Guys, we'll go ahead and ice some fools up and get out of here. Who wants to go first? Dude, I'm 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 stuck between like three of them. All right, I'll go I first. Could, I, I'll go I first. Legit do three good ones. Tonight, so I'm trying to narrow it down to which one I want to pick. I am icing up somebody that has been iced up many a times on this podcast and who has not been iced up for me in a while because I've been trying to stay out of politics. But I'm going to ice up our president, Donald Trump, when he admitted to being a reality star and saying, let's slow down this testing. <laughs> If we slow down the testing, we won't have as many numbers of COVID cases, as well as he took a, dr- a, a what is the term, a drumming, a drumming or a drudging, a drumming or a drum. one of the two, is that the media beat his ass over the Tulsa rally, 
And then two days later, he goes, I support a stimulus check. So this is what happened is that maybe I should be giving kudos to Donald Trump right here because he's just totally admitting that the American public and politics is really just a reality TV show. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, uh, I'm telling you, we can make these numbers look better by not doing this. And, and I don't know. I don't give a shit about any of the... Co- I'm tired of all of it. But the other thing <laughs> where my man is coming out for a stimulus check two days later, and he's like, it's like, I need to get some votes back. So my, my, my ISO pick goes Donald Trump for reminding us that uh, the American political system is about as farcical as The Apprentice. Oh, oh, oh. Your segue is perfectly in mind. Can I go next? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You guys know I'm not a Trump supporter. Not okay. by any means. All right. If you are, it's fine. It's no problem. I'm not a Trump supporter. But, you know, I also like to look at things, all, everything from every, you know, all different angles, okay? So when I look at politics and I look at stories, and, and I, I'm, I'm kind of icing people up who listen to everything they hear and see in politics because – there was, I think, New York Weekly or whatever was talking about uh, the other day about how there was the the biggest spike in COVID cases in Tulsa the day after Trump. Right, started, uh, right, right. If you believe that, you're a freaking moron, okay? Because one, there's a two-week incubation period for COVID. And two, it takes three to five days for your test to get back, okay? So you're telling me that everybody that was at that rally, which, by the way, is less people than are at protests and, and riots right now, everybody at that rally all of a sudden felt bad the exact same night went got tested then 24 hours later magically were diagnosed with COVID-19. Y'all are idiots for believing this stuff. They're telling you what they want you to hear to go against Trump. Now, once again, I'm not defending Trump, but I'm also not stupid enough to follow these stupid uh, stories that are trying to put people down. Do you want a it's stimulus check? Ways. They both do it. Huh? Do you want $1,200? <laughs> I mean, yes. it seems like you right, $1,200, but, but I mean, <laughs> like, this is how dumb it is. Go ahead, continue. Yeah, no, no, that, that's about it. It's just you know, people don't like when you see a video online. Before you make a judgment on it, look up the whole video because I guarantee you, whatever was put out there, look at the person who's put out there and what their agenda is. I guarantee you, they put out there what they want you to see to help their narrative. Same way with news stories. There's no way this news story is true, and I hate defending Trump, but I'm not really defending Trump. I'm trashing media. Is the way I look at it. Like that's a garbage story. Get out of here. I, I dislike Trump for reasons other than the fact that people lie about him, you know, his, his rally spreading COVID-19. So I up to, uh, I guess, stupid people for listening to the public and main media. Mike Vela says Peppers made a cameo in a Nelly music video back in the day. Oh, yeah, that's, 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 the, that's the winning. And uh, uh, right six there. degrees of separation, <laughs> or is it seven degrees? Is it six or seven? I don't know. The saying. Anyway... Uh. Uh, also remember that Greg Hardy's domestic violence spat started over uh, a fight that emerged when a Nelly song hit the club and his girlfriend had slept with Nelly before. So <laughs> the <laughs> the story of Nelly and the Panthers is very intertwined. Who's next with the Ice Up pick? CK, you got one? I do. If you guys don't know much about streaming, uh, there is a streamer called Ninja. And oh, Ninja, yeah. <laughs> Ninja um, left Twitch um, to go uh, to stream solely for Mixer. 
Um, he took a big payout, but he was being offered a much bigger paycheck by Facebook and other people. And so he took the sinking ship, by the way. Mixer was already on a downward spiral when he went over there. And uh, they just announced yesterday they're shutting down. Like Mixer is not going to exist anymore. And so now he's made the decision to leave Facebook or leave Twitch to go to Mixer for a big payout. And he has no streaming platform anymore until he signs with somebody else. But nonetheless, I sub for chasing the money and leaving uh, the people that uh, you that helped build you. Anyway, I sub. So, so oh, can God, I? <laughs> so the the way I heard it though was that it was a good thing for Ninja. So Ninja and the streamer yeah. named Shroud left to go to Mixer. Yeah. Now Mixer has folded, and apparently. So now Mixer was going to partner with Facebook and and or, or something like that. Yeah, and Facebook, yeah. So Facebook gave them the option: either you can sign with Facebook for double the amount of what you signed with Mixer, or we can just buy you out of your contract. And instead of going to Facebook, they both took the buyout instead, and they're free agents. I've heard. So well, I, I see it from the perspective of. Ninja is going to be so number one, he's already transitioned to one platform from Twitch. And by doing so, he lost a yep. ton of followers. He lost yeah. so many, like he made a lot of money, certainly, but he also lost a lot of potential revenue for the future by going to Mixer. And he was starting to he was basically the sole person on Mixer. That's it, him and Shroud. You know, him and Shroud were basically what made Mixer Mixer. Um, and now that that's done. He cannot go. I mean, he can try to go back to Twitch, but I mean, he is going to be uh, eviscerated if he tries to go back to Twitch because they didn't end on very good terms. He is not a Facebook streamer. Let's be honest. He is not somebody who's going to go to Facebook and do, um, you know, half as well because he is. There's there's certain right. types of streamers on certain platforms, and Twitch worked very well for him. Like the type of streamer he was was perfect for the uh, Twitch yeah. platform. His only option now is YouTube. And if he goes strictly YouTube, he's got a following on YouTube, but he is going to be so heavily restricted, more so than he's ever been, that he's going to have an issue. Anyway, this is stuff people probably don't care about. But nonetheless, um, yeah, Ninja, I feel like it's a loss. He may have taken a buyout. He may, in the immediate, you know, uh, immediate short term, may not be impacted. But um, in the long term, I think this is a big problem for him. This chat room got me tripping tonight. Uh <laughs> They said, Mike Vellis, uh, do a Barry White impression. No, I feel like we should actually hold someone hostage more than do. It's oh, you like, do it? right. will you drop me $7 million if you want your kids? This sounds like the fifth element. Well, uh, dude, that the devil, or was that CK, bro? And then, uh, as you guys were talking about Ninja and this and that, David Ward goes, Tony's face. <laughs> nah. Did you just over the Nah, it's funny. It's funny. Go to YouTube, folks. Uh, I was actually so, interested. You know what I was thinking about with that discussion was what's going on with Joe Rogan. You know, Joe Rogan takes the big money, which I think it's going to be great. Um, yeah, I think it's going to make Spotify. I think it's a another power play by Spotify to take over podcasting from iTunes. So I would be yeah. excited about that. But then Joe Rogan, when in the world? I, I turned on Twitter the other day, and people were shitting on Joe Rogan. Like, he was, like, trending yeah. because he was, like, 
uh, you fucking fags if you wear masks or something. Like, he said something like to that effect. And yep. it was like, gosh, who can... Yeah. And then the guy that followed him was even like, I'm not a CDC guy. It was like, if you even really looked at the conversation... It, Dude, I, I just thought it was crazy. I thought it was almost like when they were shitting on Trump for when he said we had an AIDS vaccine, and then later he just kept talking about therapies afterwards. So like maybe he misused vaccine as a word. But so let's save our criticism for real shit. Yeah, and plus people will take Joe Rogan out of context in a three-hour podcast. Like they'll take a clip of him just fucking around with bill burr his comedian friend. right and then they, and then they he's a podcaster that's what they're supposed the way, to do by the way they're, they're drinking whiskey and smoking weed the whole fucking time <laughs> like it's a podcast of a bunch of comedians and, and you know what else people get pissed off at joe rogan for because he's telling the truth and, and he talks shit about Joe Biden being incognitive. Right. That was an end, which, which is way, true. And he, you have he, been ahead of the curve on all of this. All of this. Yeah. I want to congratulate you for all the I'm shit you've you, talked man. about for the last year. Because I really am going to have a hard time voting for Joe Biden, period. Yes. it's And now this, is, this will be the second election cycle, uh, presidential election in a row. Where everyone feels like both options suck. Right. Like, dude, yes. Joe, Joe Biden can't form a sentence without forgetting where he is. Oh, and by the way, if you don't fall in line behind that dude, oh, then you're Trump's biggest ally, supporter, you're empowered. Which is a lie because you have been the vanguard of that attack from the beginning. You've been saying yeah. this, Cody, and that is, like, first, you've liked a lot of these other people in comparison, but your criticism entirely, you didn't even get into his politics ever. It was just like, this dude That's is a, a has-been. Yeah, and all, all of the... Uh, a good measure to find out who these people are is go look at every bill and everything that they shamelessly su supported in, in their past but denied that they ever oh, would do a thing like that now and they change people. Mm -hmm. No, dude. They put their finger in the air and they see what way the wind's blowing and they tell you the bullshit that you think you want to hear. No, nah, Biden would have been a great candidate in 1992. Can I bring up the point? Oh, okay, good. Okay. Like this as well. Uh, Trump actually used to be liberal. You guys forget. Right, he right. Uh, and, and Bill Clinton during their so I mean yes yeah. I, it's going to be there's he's the best at talking. that he'll be like mm -hmm. what, who am I talking to what do I got to say y'all yeah, right, yeah, like guns yeah. I love guns <laughs> can I just point out to y'all too that y'all y'all brought up this is the second election it looks like where we have two candidates that it's not hey like let's everybody everybody please listen there's not just two candidates. It's yeah, just everybody can, only everybody. pays attention to Republicans and Democrats. There are more people that run for president. Take a second and listen to these other people. Well, we they may be have involved in the primaries, right. though. The campaign going right in Tony. It's because they have no support. They have to have people oh, listen right. to them to get support. I to think get you're point. right, uh, CK. CK, I'm right myself. In by the way, so I'll now I've got two votes. They wrote their own name. Like, but by the way, though, it's bullshit that our system 
only promotes two parties. Yeah, it's, it's meant the to public be, that does that. Yeah, it's, it's meant never but, meant as a oh, two party. Right. But mm-hmm. so, uh, for example, like you know, in the Senate and Congress is Republican and uh, and, and Democrat. If you're a third party, you don't have a lot of like who are you going to caucus with? Who are you going to get people to? come to your side on like i agree with, uh, by the way i agree with you 100 percent. Mm-hmm. but i'm saying our politics needs to have a door open so that way it doesn't have to be a, a fringe thing when you want to vote libertarian or green party or whatever the hell when mm-hmm. you want to vote for a legitimate third option there needs to be a legitimate third party in america they just need the support coming up to the up to the election yeah, more than that. Well, they, with the internet, the majority of public never even looks at them. With so the internet, we should be able to do that money. now, right? We in should. the past, it's been a money thing. To be I honest, feel with like. Johnson in the past, I mean, last election, I think that he had a better turnout than any yeah, other. He had, he had the best turnout than he's yeah I think he's ever had any other libertarian. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I think we're moving in that direction, and I think this this uh, uh, presidential term with was with that Trump, the guy that did the I will. Something about pick up a poop. Remember, he had the statement like he was in the. He was like, "I would rather shovel your dog's poop." It was like the best. He had the best one-liner in a primary, and it was about a dog. He was the dude on CNN who didn't know where Aleppo was. They were asking him about Syria, and Syria had some crazy shit going on all the time, and they asked him about. Aleppo. Well, neither does a- Joe Biden or Donald Trump. Yeah, so no, who gives yeah. a fuck? Joe Biden All right. If you have not looked at his gaffes, it's worth it. Dude is a is a hysterical human being because he just does not know where he's at at any given moment in the day. Joe Biden was <laughs> cool when in the eighties when the Democratic Party was more related to the working man's party, but it's just not I'm the just case remember. anymore. Is that they lost just- that demographic, the middle class lunch pail dude sadly doesn't identify with the democratic party anymore which historically has been their bread and butter since bread, the new right. deal since the new deal but now they're the party of um, unfor- the, the the democrats party is this i'll give you this and we got to go but the the republican party is you either check off all these boxes or you ain't in it right like you got to be like this you got to be like this be like oh i don't like gay people sorry can't be in this party the democratic party is the party of other it's like all the misfits of the republican party that don't have a home so you have some people that are like uh socially conservative but then they have these other ideas then you have you're like you can have a gay person who's fiscally conservative and all of this they just don't they would actually be a republican if yes, you know, like, and so the Rep- the Democratic Party is just too diverse in a way. It's the party well, of other. They want you to believe that, but they push all the diversity out the minute that it goes a little too far, and then they ramrod them from behind the scenes, like Joe Biden, Hillary Clinton, like they've done the, the past four years in a row. My favorite saying is that Republicans and Democrats are not different; they are two different factions of the business party they have some differences and and you know uh mm-hmm. you know uh, abortion and all this other stuff but they all serve the same masters okay they all serve the same billion dollar industries that that uh pay for their campaigns to run and I, th- that's why you know people get pissed off at me on twitter for saying that kind of shit but it's the truth cody i thought that yours mm-hmm. your position 
on this what matter have been a little over you know because i've known you for a while no a little conspiratorial but to be honest the fact that joe biden is the is the candidate right now i just i can't imagine a world where any person in the united states knew joe biden better than elizabeth warren or bernie Sanders. you know like it just didn't make sense like yeah is how did the it would be like if we all ran across the finish line and we saw a clear winner, and then they were like, well, Joe Biden is the winner, number three. <laughs> like, it was just so, it just didn't yeah. match the enthusiasm of the party. I don't care about politics and, anymore. And, 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 but this is the last thing I said, I'm going to my up. The most important vice presidential pick in the history of America is getting ready to be announced whenever Joe Biden picks his VP. Because everyone assumes, oh, as soon as, oh. as soon as he's elected, have you heard he's gonna quit? Is. Have you heard right? that theory that he's gonna be elected? He's gonna serve a year and then yeah, retire. And then step down to, to the vice president. Wow. Yeah. Well, it then he the should pick. Year. If he really wanted to win, he should pick Michelle Obama as his running mate. He would decimate the world. I mean, everybody bows at the altar of Obama anyway. Hell Why yeah, not? we do. We love those strong black men, bro. Give me Cam. Give me Obama. I know Tony does. Yeah. Nothing does it for Tony like a strong black man. All right. All right. Let's get. What's your ice up? Yeah, my ice up. I hope Teddy Bridgewater is a strong black man. Well, we'll find out. You better hope our offensive line is even stronger. But I don't know if you are all familiar with Chris D'Elia. She's a comedian. Uh, who I, I, I've listened to a bunch. I mean, I listened to that whole podcast, Circle, you know, Joe Rogan, um, Your Mom's House, King of the Sting, all that. I, I love all those shows. But Chris D'Elia um, is a famous stand-up. It came out um, that there are multiple young women who have put together stories of how much of a creepo Chris D'Elia is toward teenage girls. Like, 16 17 year olds inviting them out to shows trying to sleep with them um and it's even weirder because on his podcast he was saying uh oh you're pedophiles in hollywood that doesn't exist that's not a real thing you're a conspiracy theorist. oh i know this dude and i like him i know a lot of people i mean i was a fan of his i listened to his podcast his stand-up is kind of hit or miss but a ton of different allocations and literally like a week before he's on his show talking about all oh, your, you know, uh, everyone who believes in these uh, pedophilia rings in Hollywood, it's all bullshit. And how could you believe that kind of crap? Um, he calls all of his fans, the babies, which is like weird as fuck. Knowing that he's like preying on, uh, well- I feel like he's women. even done a movie role where he liked young people. And that's getting. another thing. I don't most remember the movie, but I too. felt like it. Most of his roles that he plays in like shows, he ends up playing a pedophile. What was and the what was the movie, CK? Did you remember? Yeah, he was in the series Youth, season two. He was a, he was um, a pedophile. He was on uh, Workaholics as a Justin Bieber, like mm-hmm. pedo fanboy or whatever. Yeah, and I'm man. pretty sure that he's had podcasts, or not podcasts, but stand-up comedy shows that have actually addressed this as well. 
So I mean, it's really interesting. It, it's it's if you look at his body of work, it's really um, it's it's, yeah. it's almost damning. Yeah, it's really weird how mo- like he has said so many things that did not age well in context, given all the shit that just came out about him. Um, yeah, he's a real weird. Don't ever trust someone that reports to have never done drugs or alcohol in their entire life. I don't want to fucking know that person and don't trust anything that they say. Chris D'Elia, I saw some. Mm. <laughs> this, don't look at the story. All right. That's the know, C3 Panthers podcast. Like it's expected. Uh, uh, we, we, sadly. All right. Ice up to all of those ice up picks. The number is 252-228-5098. C3 Panthers podcast, Tuesday nights, 9 p.m., you can find us on YouTube. You can find us on Twitter at cat underscore chronicles. We appreciate your support and your participation in the chat room. Cody, you got the Cripple Connection. What's going down? Yes, I do. Which, by the way, it's kind of dawning on me that it sounds like a like a dating app for handicapped people. <laughs> Cripple Connection. You got to keep it. Yeah, you have to yeah, keep it. No, it's yeah, even better. Not, that. Uh, I know. Just um, dawning yeah. on you. Like, why wasn't that the first thought? <laughs> yeah, man. It's awesome. Uh, but no, yeah, me and my partner Jeffrey do a video game podcast every Friday called the Cripple Connection Podcast. We're live on YouTube. Um, check me out, Cody Lashney, on YouTube. Um, subscribe, hit the notification bell um, every Friday. And um, you can find me on Twitter where I'm mad about something, dude. It's either Panthers or football politics or just some random Twitter bots, uh, find me at Cody Lax, C-O-D-Y-L-A-C and um, come bullshit with me, bro. CK in the house, what you got going on? Yep. Um, you know, just uh, streaming, man. Just uh, uh, doing the video game uh, thing. And How and, close uh, to the tattoo are we? Um, we have, which is actually pretty Pretty yeah. What's this about a tattoo? If right, he gets right, a thousand followers, he's getting a tattoo, and I follow his on ass the, right away. Yeah, yeah. So I've got <laughs> right now. Um, in the past three weeks, I have grown from basically ten followers to three hundred and twenty-five followers. Nice. Um, which I feel like is pretty pretty impressive. But Hell, I mean, yeah. it's not obviously a drop in the bucket to where I'd like to be. But you know, and so I I, I obviously never had a tattoo. Um, in I've been thinking about it, and and so I said, "Hey, well, let's do this." And so I got I got this idea of doing a a, a thousand Touché followers. And I'll get my first tattoo. Um, so that's what I'm doing. Uh, so if you guys want to go check me out at uh, Codizzle Allen, it's going to be here. Uh, it's going to be Facebook Codizzle Allen. Yes, that's if, the best way I can tell you. I'm if you it. get two thousand followers, will you get the Hitman tattoo? Uh, yeah. For All sure. right, we're going for two thousand followers and the barcode yes. on the back of the head. Don't don't, uh, don't, don't uh, quote me on that, by the way. Oh, I right, just did, and this <laughs> is being recorded. And on top of that, we've got Greg in the house, the master of podcasts. What you got going on? Oh well, first of all, I want to say I'm going to start the hashtag of uh, uh, get that tat for um, <laughs> to, to, to raise a thousand because I want to see that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you can find me at the Bad Daddy Fifty Two on Twitter. Uh, yeah, that's my personal handle. And then I'm not going to plug all the shows, man, but just go check out the Geek uh, you know, Geek Ultimate Alliance network of, uh, of podcasts. We drop stuff with five days. DC a week, Alliance podcast, the Super Civil Servants podcast. I mm-hmm. will plug them. I hear, well, I, was, I wasn't going to plug all the shows in the Alliance, but uh, yeah, 
But like you said, I'm DC Alliance Podcast, uh, superhero discussions on there. So we're Mondays and Fridays, and we have shows in between. Uh, I do my own show with a group of my friends on Fridays, the Super Civil Servants Podcast, where it's basically just like this, but talking movies and... Indiana Jones is the focus now? Indiana Jones. Yep. This Friday, we're doing Mm. Indiana Jones, and... uh, I don't know what else we're going to talk about. News is going to oh. pop this week. We're, there's some big stuff coming on with Michael Keaton possibly being Batman. So I'm sure oh, that'll be on. Oh, hell yeah. Hey, if oh, you, you want to so, hear some good news about that, we recorded last night, so it's very I fresh. Just got, got a chubby. Just and, got a hey, chubby. Hey, but, yeah. but it's connected to Batman Beyond, though, right? Maybe. It might be. Maybe. Oh, he's, we'll a bomb. he's the best and, Batman. Hey, just for anybody out there, they... Ryan Reynolds might be Green Lantern in the next Justice uh, League movie. So just saying, yeah. somebody who knows what I'm talking about, you're excited about it. You go crazy about that. But uh, me, anyway, check me out. Let me <laughs> give you a great, now. I got to give you this great Indiana Jones story, right? Mm-hmm. So I am learn. Obviously, I just found out that I'm the old guy on this show tonight, right? And I'm stuff like this. So I'm starting to, I've always been the young teacher you know is that i've been a baby always trying to wear the shirt and tie to make sure everybody knew i was the teacher and stuff like that but now i'm starting to get my students are even getting younger right because kids are taking college classes in high school i had this nice he was the nicest kid man he was like sat in front he was just nice he would say hello all the time he didn't even do that well but one day he goes he said to me he said you know what you remind me of Indiana Jones. <laughs> and I was like, why? I was like, do I have a whip? Do I have a, I look nothing like this. This is not an anthropology class, but what was so wonderful about it is I realized that Indiana Jones is his archetype of what a professor is. So he was like, <laughs> it's like, he was just like, man, uh, I, cause he's a cop. He was a high school kid. He must've been 17. You know, he's taking his first college class and he's like fucking Indiana Jones is my instructor, the archetype. <laughs> I was like, nice. so now my ass, you know what I wear to work? Fucking yeah, fedora and a whip. Yeah, bitches. No, go. I'm kidding. Oh, All right. C3 Panthers podcast. No, I don't wear that shit. I wear a shirt and tie. I was about to say, you better wear it. If you have a fedora, you better wear it on the next show. I do have That'd a fedora. So I do have one. You should come, you should come on. But it's like a, oh, it's a cool nice. one. It's like a next time we, guinea one. Good. Well, next time we do, because we're doing all the, the Indiana Jones movies, and we're doing them live every Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You should come on a show with us, Tony, and wear the tell that story. I'll tell that story. Yeah. All right. It's not that kind of hat. It's more of like a st- oh, it's not a fedora. It's a Stetson. Isn't that the other oh, one? Okay. I got that. All right. C oh. three Panthers podcast. Yeah. We're out of here, guys. We'll check you out next Tuesday. Ice up for this show being two hours and ten minutes with nothing to talk about. See y'all on Tuesday. Keep pounding. Keep, Keep pounding. pounding. Keep pounding. Yeah. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.